Hello and welcome to the conversation. I'm Heil Russell. And I'm Cameron Regal. And we're doing this live without a net. Uh, we did a conversation that was a live mini episode back in October for the teaser to the Super Mario Brothers movie. And this was going to be a conversation mini. We, Cameron and I, had originally slotted in an episode for this week to discuss the recent changes to Mario Kart Tour. Because <laughs> there's legitimate <laughs> things we need to talk about in Mario Kart Tour. They've sort of removed the gotcha system uh, where, you know, you're you're basically gambling real money trying to get cosmetics. They've reconfigured it so it's, it's more a la carts. <laughs> yeah, something that's a joke you would have heard 15 times over. But you can, you know, basically have a selection of carts you can buy and if you have the rubies you can buy them carts or characters or gliders and there's a lot of new donkey kong stuff that's kind of been added to the game and i was like now's the time to discuss it in a new mini and then they announced as nintendo some likes to do they they announced that there's going to be the reveal of the first full-length trailer for the super mario brothers movie and they announced this monday afternoon i think uh, but they announced it would be premiering Tuesday at 5 p.m. Yeah, Eastern. it was a real small window. Yeah. Yeah. So premiering Tuesday, um, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. That's uh, 10 p.m. in the UK. And so we were like, oh, well, I guess the mini is going to have to be about that then. <laughs> so and I was like, we'll do it live like before. We'll bump the Mario Kart tour discussion for later and it'll be fine, you know, it'll be a breezy 40 to 50 minutes. I'm sure they'll just show off Peach and, uh, you know, it, it, the, it's going to get more the, into the plot. The thing that, like, convinced me, like, oh, OK, we got to put the we got to put the Mario Kart episode aside was we started seeing the um, the marketing material yeah. leaks. Mar that were happening. Yeah, mar marketing material that surprisingly didn't really play into the trailer itself. No. So. It, it, yeah, it was weird because I was paying attention to all of it and thought like, okay, well, if this indicates what I think it indicates, it's going to be all anybody wants to talk about all week. So we got to we gotta kick the Mario Kart episode. Um, lo and behold... Not only did it not have that much to do with the marketing material, but we're also going to end up talking about fucking Mario Kart anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't escape it. So we are doing this live. I want to give a shout out really quick to some of the people in there. Hello to Ray Day Pinball. Hello to Freezer. First time popping in the chat. Uh, Dustin's there. Hunt Mac. Gibbon, I don't know. I can't read everybody. There's a lot of people here. Everybody wants uh, Marco's base, Cyberwolf. Oh my God. Uh, Man, Man Sean, of Stall, uh, the JT review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Porygon Q. So, yeah, there's a reason why we bumped the Mario Kart Damn, tour episode. Given Dustin Sean. Yeah, yeah. Probably repeated somebody. I don't know. We're doing this on Goodness. our we're doing this on our main Twitch channel, by the way, at twitch.tv forward slash dkvine. And 
Yeah, I feel bad for the Sea of Thieves episode that just went up <laughs> that Jeff and I did Monday. Oh, and I was going to listen to that. Anyway, hi, hi everybody. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll we'll try to we'll try to check into the chat when we can. We have a lot to discuss here, and you know, stop worrying. Our okay, the the twenty four hours or so of clickbait and nonsense takes on this trailer, they're done. DK Vine is here. The conversation is here to provide your erudite, well reasoned takes on all of the Donkey Kong, Kong content in the trailer. And that's the thing. This trailer, by and large, the biggest takeaway was, holy shit, Donkey Kong. Uh, I didn't expect it to be so Donkey Kong-centric. I didn't expect it to be so Kong-centric. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the fact that it led with that, and, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, in a Nintendo Direct, a traditional Nintendo Direct, if they announce something really cool for us, like halfway through, you can't really focus on anything else. You're done. It it kind of just like <laughs> takes you away from it. So I have to be honest, I don't remember the middle bits of the trailer at all because it started with Donkey Kong. I went black. You know, I, I, I went into this fugue state of like, well, I got to I got to get to work. So I was frantically screen capping. I was t- tuning out Peach and and the toads and everything. And uh, yeah, it, it's uh, I still don't really have any of it committed to memory except for the parts where Kongs appear. So we're, we're going to get into it. We're going to give our well-reasoned opinions on everything, not just as far as Donkey Kong fans, but, you know, I, I am a former screenwriter. I know, I think I know where the story is going now, at least as far as Donkey Kong goes. It's pretty cut and dry. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I feel not. like I know where it's going, but I felt like I knew where it was going 48 hours ago. Right. There's been some <laughs> twists and turns in this saga. So let's let's discuss the night before the trailer actually premiered in the time betwixt Nintendo announcing it, announcing there was going to be a Nintendo Direct that was going to uh, roll out the trailer. Because it's not just the trailer. They have to have the preamble with Miyamoto and uh, Chris from Illumination. And then they announced, they, like before, they trot out two of the celebrities who are voicing characters in it. And they do these awkward Zoom uh, speeches about how much they love Nintendo and then uh, we I, uh, the trailer. I do love for for this one that like I mean, as hokey as the celebrity intros are, like I, I don't think anybody is really prepared to do something like the format of a Nintendo Direct, um, as these like Hollywood personalities. But I, I did have like a good laugh at them cutting to Seth Rogen and he's on a beach. I think that was just this palatial estate. I, I think he's got like I, he's in Malibu or something, and he just has uh, a window overlooking the beach. But yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, before we get into Seth Rogen, before we get into Donkey Kong, we have to talk about the media asset leaks the night before. I briefly tweeted about it on Monday night where I said Brooklyn and then I had three crying uh, emoji faces and then I deleted it because like, hey, that's not fair. You know, this isn't officially out there yet. 
I, I, I don't really want to spoil it for anybody because I'm sure this will be, play a prominent part in the trailer tomorrow. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't at all. So, yeah, the, the biggest thing of the media leaks were a lot of promo images. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I haven't looked into how these got out, if they're legitimate releases. I mean, they're legitimate, but. I don't, I don't know where they actually came from. Somebody just found them on Illumination site doing a little digging like we used to do on Rare site back in the day. But yeah, uh, the, the biggest takeaway is holy shit, it is unambiguously Brooklyn, New York, where the Mario Brothers it, are from. It's. It's funny how aggressively unambiguous it is. It's funny how Kotaku then did a news story about it the next day where they say New Donk City? Question mark. Completely missing that. No. Uh, okay. So first of all, there was a promo image released of Mario uh, holding a wrench. Uh, I don't know what type of wrench. I'm not a wrenchman. I, I don't know these things. But it says plumbing's our game, which... Uh, it's just a, a promo image from Super Mario Brothers Plumbing, which is what they're calling it in the movie. And behind Mario, by God, there is an actual map of Brooklyn, New York. And it's not just, uh, you know, maybe it's Brooklyn. Maybe we're going to throw in a little homage to the earlier continuity from, it, it, from the it's Super It's not show. even like... It's not even like the vague shape of Brooklyn and the word Brooklyn. It's like you see part of Queens in this image. It's like so ultra specific. Yeah, it actually has little places marked on the map. Real life places like Brooklyn Heights, Clinton Hills and Ozone Park. So, yeah, I mean, there you go. I mean, they're going with Brooklyn. And there's also an image released of the Mario brothers standing in front of their plumbing van uh, in Brooklyn on, on the Brooklyn city streets. There is a street sign that says Brooklyn. The super Mario brothers plumbing van has New York license plates, by the way. And uh, there's, I mean, I stared at this image for probably a good solid 20 minutes on Monday night, trying to like squeeze out all the references in here. And there's not too many references. There's two big ones, but it's, um, it, it's probably my favorite promo image of Mario or Luigi it, in years. You, you like reference, like coming over everything, like where's Waldo style for references aside. Like, I love the way this image looks like the, I mean, point blank. I just, I would love to play a Mario game that looked like this. Um, I love the, like very style, this very stylized version of Brooklyn. I love the, they're like, like chunky, like toyetic, uh, like uh, old van they're driving around in, and all the cars parked on the street. Everything's very poppy and colorful. Yeah, it's basically the perfect cartoon representation of a real world city, a real world borough of, of New York. I think what I really like about it, though, is their pose. You know, uh, Mario's got the wrench. Luigi's got the plunger. They're doing that kind of like arms crossed back to back kind of dramatic pose. It made me so happy to see this because <laughs> I, you know, I, I've been on record before Donkey Kong Country back in the early days of my video game fandom when I, you know a young little nintendo fan heil when i really liked mario when 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 mario was the closest thing i had to a home franchise this 
was basically my Mario and Luigi right yeah. here. Regular, I, regular people living in Brooklyn <laughs> uh, who go on a fantastical trip to another realm. Yeah, um, I think we were both kind of like in the age window for a lot of our conceptions of Mario to be influenced by the Super Show and also influenced by the Nintendo output itself that itself influenced the Super Show. Yeah. And everything around that. And uh, this marketing, I think, is like, it's undeniable that they're leaning into the trappings of the Super Show a bit. I mean, plumbing's our game. Yes. Yeah, seeing that, I couldn't help but have the stupid... Uh, the, the the Super Show uh, theme song stuck in my head. Um, no, you, your brain just auto completes the rest of the of the rap. Yeah, it's... yeah. You'll be hooked on the brothers. I think Jeff had that problem too because on our last Sea of Thieves episode, he kept saying we're hooked on the mothers as their their re- reoccurring joke in that episode. But I'm sure he he his brain his subconscious gleamed it from seeing these promo images because yeah we we were all kind of humming it. Those of us of a particular age, or at least those who appreciate the vintage era Mario <laughs> media. Yeah, it, it, this, this is right up that alley. And of course, the this live action Super Mario Brothers movie from the early 90s also it, basically, you know, did yeah, the same thing. Just like these very general, like early, like late 80s, early 90s presentation of these two when the plumbing stuff was a lot more prominent. Before they kind of retcon Mario to be Mushroom Kingdom Messiah, who, who was born there, Yoshi's Island and all of that. And if you're not a fan of the Brooklyn stuff, I won't sweat this too much because like this movie. We're, we're going to get into like this because a lot of people are asking me the last 24 hours. Is this canon? Is is this going to be the new game canon? I'm saying no. Yeah, OK. <laughs> Think of it in terms of the video games are the source material. This is the adaptation. It's like the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is not canon to the comics yeah. per se. Uh, now, what happens in the MCU is undeniably the biggest reaching interpretation of Marvel and will therefore feed back and, into the comics. But yep. Um, as far as you, you know, stressing, oh, I, I, I don't like the Brooklyn stuff. I, you know, I was raised on Yoshi's Island and everything after 1995 and this, this, oh, I can't believe they're going back to this. You know what? We're all going to have to kind of suck it up a little bit. Cause there's always, there's going to be something in this movie that will rankle some feathers, no matter who you are. I, mean, I think I've, I've even seen a little bit of this same thing happen recently with like parts of Sonic Frontiers are influenced by the Sonic the Hedgehog movie franchise that just popped up. Like you're going to get bleed over um, between like these media properties kind of influencing various branches of each other. But it doesn't mean that like this is going to uh, upend the, the up in the tea table for the game continuity and say like, okay, this is the, this is the blueprint for everything from now on. Right. Yeah. I think that, you know, we, we sort of saw a little bit of this less dramatically, maybe with the donkey on country cartoon from the nineties. Of course, I am not a fan of that quite controversially, but, uh, 
you you saw that influence the games in in some form or fashion as early as 1999 when Rare introduced the Crystal Coconuts. It, it's arguable that Tiny's wardrobe in the game is influenced by Cartoon Dixie, and you still get things like Banana Slamma referenced in the games. So, you know, you're going to get that feedback loop, and that's fine. That's part of having a multimedia property uh, that doesn't share a continuity. And look, nothing is going to erase Yoshi's Island from the canon. Nintendo's always played fast and loose with canon anyway. And, and, you know, you can go back There's and listen. There's Yoshi's Island stuff in the trailer we saw. Yeah. So you can go back and, you know, listen to the first episode we did on the uh, the teaser trailer. But, you know, basically, there's a lot you can do to fan wank. At the end of the day, you're never, you know, what whatever your own personal interpretations are, will never be completely invalidated. There's always ways to juggle everything. And that's part of the fun of of being a fan of something that goes on several decades because you start having to juggle inconsistencies and whether or not this uh influences the games of course it will but this isn't also just the new bible of canon for all of uh, Mario and Donkey Kong so uh, let's all take a collective deep breath first of all let's just enjoy this for what it is and yeah it's surreal it's it's odd because n- I say this as a Donkey Kong fan and a, and a Rare fan, a DKU fan. We are in such an insular bubble. But I feel like a lot of just broader Nintendo fans are also in a bubble of their own. It might be a little bit larger, but it's still a bubble. You don't really expect Mario to be referenced in such a huge way as a major motion picture. So to have that bubble burst and to have something that you cling to so tightly as part of your fan identity uh, to to have it sort of, it almost feels like it's being taken from you, but that's dramatic, but that's the way people I think subconsciously feel about this. And, and they start getting antsy and they're like, Oh, I don't like this. I don't like this. This is mine. And all of a sudden now everybody's talking about it. There's, there's big articles on all these news sites. And I like it when it's just video games, we're all in this journey together. It's going to be surreal. And like I said, there's going to be stuff you don't like in this. But again, it's an adaptation. And <laughs> I'm going to enjoy I'm, I'm going to enjoy the ride. I think it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be a fun dialogue with yeah. us and the Mario fandom I, over the next. Uh, I mean, I'm months. a. I'm a fan of the 93 movie, and it's like because of all the ways that it's irreconcilably different. Yes, yes. I I think because (laughs) Nintendo is having such a hand in this, or at least they're presenting as having a hand in this, and Miyamoto is is up front in all these directs, it makes people a little bit more on edge. But uh, just relax. Chill out. He's having fun. I would have I would have fun if I was in his position watching this happen. He's in the twilight years of his career and he's getting to hobnob with celebrities and you know he's he you know good for him. Good for him. So really quick before we move into the trailer itself, we do have to address two points from the leaked promo image of the Mario Brothers in Brooklyn. So in the background, yes, Pauline is spotted and she's dressed as Mayor Pauline from Super Mario Odyssey. At, at the very least, she's got like the mayoral p- 
pantsuit. Pantsuit, right. It's kind a, of a look. red, red pantsuit, yeah. And there also appears, and when I say appears, I say, I mean, there is. Very, very faintly, but if you enlarge, enhance, uh, if you CSI that shit, New Donk City <laughs> graffiti, uh, a New Donk City tag can be seen on the green newspaper sidewalk dispenser to the left of the Mario brothers. Yeah. And uh, so I think, I don't know. I didn't read the Kotaku article cause I rolled my eyes, but, and I rolled it so hard. I couldn't actually make out all any of the words, but I don't know if that's where they divine that this was actually new donk city when, you know, the, if they would have just looked at the license plate or any of the other material that I leaked. think that's the, the article equivalent of uh, drawing a red circle and an arrow pointing to the green <laughs> mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're going to come back to this actually when we get into the trailer because uh, it, it's going to come full circle in a little bit. But uh, this could just be a little homage, you know, a little little jokey joke. I can't make out what the newspaper says though. I I've n- I haven't found this in such high resolution that I can make out no, even faintly what the newspaper in the dispenser says. I'm so struck by the level of detail in this. Like I, oh, the pavement they're standing on has like. Like evidence of like paved over potholes or yeah. like repaved asphalt from like utility digging or it's so good. It's kind of like when we get those like <laughs> hyper detailed Super Smash Brothers renders and we're not used to seeing such detail and we're like, whoa, whoa, Donkey Kong, I can make out the pores in his skin. That's so weird. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, it's it's not literally New Donk City as seen in Super Mario Odyssey. I think I have a theory. I actually it's Jeff's theory, but I'm stealing it from him about how the concept of New Donk City may be applied to Brooklyn. But we're going to get into that in just a little bit. Now, if you've been paying attention to our commentary on the conversation these past few months, you would obviously think from this Monday night leak that, okay, they're going with the Brooklyn origin. That, no debate about that now. That's wild. What's more, you know, it, when they revealed the cast for this movie, we learned that Kamek, Foreman Spike from Wrecking Crew, and Cranky Kong were all announced for this movie. And not just that, they were kind of presented as a little set of characters when they were announced. So the running assumption for the last year has been that we were going to get, at the very least in this movie, an origin montage of sorts. Like, uh, so we, we would get maybe just uh, the quick points of Mario pre-Super Mario Brothers. Like, oh, maybe we'll get into Yoshi's Island. Maybe we'll get into the arcade Donkey Kong. Maybe we'll get into Wrecking Crew. And then we'll get, you know, Mario and Luigi in the Mushroom Kingdom. And we didn't know if it was going to be an origin story at that point or if it was going to, you know, start in the middle of his yeah. career, like picking up it, after all. At the, the very games. least, it was a it was a set of, like, origin-centric characters. Yes. Yeah. These are all, like... Figures important to like either DK Arcade, um, uh, Wrecking Crew, the first Super Mario Brothers. All of these things that happen before Super Mario Brothers kind of establishes the the trope. I guess Super Mario Brothers series. two, if you encounter Toad, but yeah, that's a whole ambiguous thing. Yeah, so. But, 
very, very early days cast. Yeah. So, so we see the Brooklyn stuff and it, it kind of seeds in my mind. Well, okay. Obviously, Cranky's role in this movie is going to be in Brooklyn. You know, we're, we're going to kind of circumvent uh, New Donk City, Big Ape City, any interpretation of the arcade Donkey Kong. And we're just going to set it in Brooklyn, kind of like what Dust and I discussed on our episode where we went over the the concept of Donkey Kong Island in the Mushroom Kingdom, either being in the same dimension or separate yeah. dimensions, depending on the take. So, yeah. That, that's more or less what I assumed because my thinking was, well, why even have Cranky and DK in the same movie if you're not going to lean into the tangled web that's already woven? Yeah, and, and that kind of percolated in my brain as I went to sleep on Monday night. Tuesday morning, I, uh, I, I tweeted, I mastodoned, I hived. Uh, this, uh, this, I Facebooked even this theory that I was like, you know... I wonder if Donkey Kong's role in this movie is actually going to be very limited because if he's only in the Brooklyn portion before he and Luigi fall through the portal to the Mushroom Kingdom, then what if Seth Rogen is actually playing young Cranky? And what if Fred Armisen's Cranky Kong then only appears in an end credit scene where he's telling the story of the Super Mario Brothers movie to the modern, younger Donkey Kong, also played by Seth Rogen. And I was like, Heil, you've cracked the code. This is genius. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is how I, they're going to do it. I, I had completely convinced myself, like, that Donkey Kong would be... Donkey Kong's role would be somewhere between more than a cameo, less than main cast. Like, yes. Enough that he's going to be all over the marketing, but like his runtime in the movie won't be all that much. And look, we've and heard like the... they'll they're they're like they'll like seed him for like you know maybe spinoffs or a sequel, or it'll be a fun thing for people for a few minutes. But wow, <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, because we we've all heard the rumors. I, you know, I I've had it leaked to me so much that Illumination and Universal they are planning if all things go well a donkey kong movie um so it's like okay this is just going to be set up for that and and there's really no reason to intertangle donkey kong so much with mario it would be a great tease to then end on donkey kong island and have cranky there yeah i mean leaked information or not like not having a game plan post this movie is just kind of leaving money on the table. This movie is going to do well, no matter how it turns out. Yeah, unless there's an, another huge pandemic <laughs> early next year. Uh, I, I don't know, I, I guess the Sonic movie, the, the original Sonic movie, weathered it okay. Uh, but Or was that the last movie that came out before the pandemic shut down everything? I can't it was remember. the last movie I saw before everything shut down. All right, All right. so yeah, Sp- Sonic, you know, he's fast. He, he, gets, he gets out of there right before the danger. So... Anyway, uh, the direct starts and it starts the same way the last one did. You know, Miyamoto's there. He introduces uh, Chris, the Chris Son. Whenever he says that, I think uh, Chris Pratt's coming back out. But no, it's uh, Illumination Chris. As a, he's the sexiest Chris, in my opinion. But we get we get uh, we get uh, Anna Taylor Joy uh, as, as Peach, and it's like that's 
perfectly predictable. Of course, they were going to uh, get into Peach here. And then uh, Miyamoto introduced Seth Rogen, and I was like, oh, shit. Here, you know, because I like getting news. I like when our world sort of breaks apart, but it's a lot of work for me, you know. So sometimes yeah. I'm just like, oh, okay, we don't have a whole lot to talk about. Sweet, I can I can do a conversation yeah, this about will, this. This will be a couple. This will be like a couple short paragraphs on the DK Vine front page in one screen grab, and we'll get to do a funny, funny ha ha headline and captioned about how there wasn't that much Donkey Kong, but we can show a picture of mario getting hurt and it'll be funny <laughs> right so oh yeah no no not not this time <laughs> seth rogan came out and started talking about uh I, I like how they have all these celebrities trying to give their nintendo cred and i'm not going to cast any aspersions here because i believe them you know but it's just like seth uh seth rogan and then chris pratt they're like yeah i i when i was young i played this uh, I get the and and uh, my dog's name is Zelda. Um, it's fine. It it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, Seth Rogen. Wasn't- you don't need to convince me. I'm not going to like grade them on their <laughs> video game cred, right? Like I I, I wasn't sitting there being like, mm, you didn't name your dog Dinger. Off of the dog from Project Dream, which of course became Banjo Kazooie, which was set up in Diddy Kong Racing, which starred Diddy Kong, who of course spun off of Donkey Kong Country. By the way, you're playing Donkey Kong, Seth Rogen. Hey, you didn't name this living creature after a Donkey Kong character. You weren't. You weren't that. You weren't prescient enough. Yeah. To know that. Yeah. Why didn't Why didn't you audition to play Link, Seth Rogen? You fraud. No, I joke. Come on the conversation, Seth. We'll have a good time. I'll get some weed at Dr. Dank's. We smoke a bowl. So, yeah, indeed. Indeed. The trailer starts right off with fucking Donkey Kong. We didn't have time to even brace ourselves because, this, like, you hear the, dun, 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 you know, the, the Mario music, you know, done in yeah. kind of trailer style, the dramatic piano uh, like nostalgic, reminiscent version that all these reboots uh, trot out. But I, I knew we were in trouble. I say trouble, ha- you know, half-heartedly. Like uh, it, it was fun, but I knew like we were going to have our work cut out for us when Mario was like walking through this uh, looked like a temple hallway, and he's walking out into this bright sunlight, and there's a barrel to his right, and I was like, well. What? What's this then? <laughs> There's a barrel. There's a temple. He seems to be on Donkey Kong Island. There's and, a sword in that hallway for some reason. Yeah. Uh, so so Mario walks out into this big gladiatorial coliseum, and right away you can tell. Like I wasn't observant enough right away to notice the crowd. Right. I, I Oh, neither was I. These trailers, I have trouble keeping up, as I've said. A lot of new information that to process. Your brain is being overwhelmed, especially when you're emotionally invested in what's about to happen. So you're kind of on edge. You've got butterflies in your stomach. And yeah, this uh, this arena, it looks very reminiscent, not one to one, but very reminiscent 
of a lot of the architecture seen in Retro's Donkey Kong Country games. Very similar to the Golden Temple aesthetic or some of the cave temples from Returns and a little bit Tropical Freeze, but... There's a, not honestly not far off from how I imagine the theme park's going to look. Well, yeah, there there is a big golden Kong head, what appears to be Donkey Kong, at the at the top of the Coliseum, which is very similar to this sort of a set piece that we've seen in the diorama for the park, which of course is is taken from uh, the re- the returns uh, like Golden Temple uh, archetype. But you got like golden bananas. Uh, enshrined in the in the the the, the arches of, of the Colosseum, and uh, yeah, the, the crowd, <laughs> the crowd, they're all a bunch of Kongs. Uh, they're when I say they're a bunch of Kongs, you're like, oh, like uh, like cranky, and why? What they have? They have some cameos in there. Well, they do have some cameos in there. It turns out, but these are like hundreds of original. Kong characters <laughs> all in the style that uh, the template that rare sort of set down back in 1994 is yeah. what if, what if we make uh gorillas and monkeys? Uh, what if we make them, but like humans and they all have like a distinguished uh, piece of clothing, maybe some hair going on or a hat, but yeah. uh yeah, yeah. I think I joked that like illumination is, like observed the rate at which Rare was adding new Kongs between 1994 and 1999, and decided to make up for lost time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like they didn't stop making new Kongs. We just couldn't see them until now. So here they are, everybody. The entire Donkey Kong extended cast. Yeah. Um. And as uh, Andre is pointing out in our chat, um. And this this threw me off, like not knowing who to look for in the crowd at first, too. Um, there are a bunch of trailer in the framing of the trailer is it's a bunch of Kongs who are for some reason rooting for Mario. I- I'm convinced that's like trailer editing magic. Yeah. Like, I think they're the this crowd is cheering for Donkey Kong. They're holding DK signs. Yes. They're. They're they're cheering for their their champion. They're, it's a, it's a deceptively edited trailer, just like trailers are prone to do. Um, I I think it it's it's maybe just uh, in the actual movie, you'll have uh, Peach and well maybe just Toad chanting Mario Mario, and the rest of the crowd is going to be like jeering. Uh, yeah, it's going to be that kind of beat, but. Yeah, the, these Kongs, it's like, did, uh, did Illumination devise some sort of computer program, an infinite Kong generator, similar to what Rare <laughs> does with the Pirates and Sea of Thieves, or that, um, you know, Matt Corna on, of, of DK Vine fame created the, uh, Acorn creator to create your own Acorn person from off of Conqueror's Pocket Tales. I'm like, do they have a similar program? What it kind of seems like to me is that they, they designed the the core like gotta have real honest to goodness game kongs that we are gonna encounter later throughout this trailer. There's no choice but to go out of order describing this, <laughs> and then like all the crowd filler I think are like built off of them in various ways. Well, kind the- of not, not dissimilar to how like funky and swanky are DK in like a wig, yeah, and sunglasses, like. 
we like we might be overselling the diversity of the crowd a little bit because there's a lot of bucket hats. And I, I thought it funny going back to watching Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen appears to be wearing a bucket hat on his couch in in, in a there's in Malibu. There's some real fun like clothing and design choices with these with these crowd filler kongs. Like one of them's got a football jersey on. Um, I noticed a cool thing. There's a lot of there's a lot of women in the crowd, and they're not in like the Candy Kong style of Donkey Kong series woman. They're oh, yeah. Like they're, they're a lot more proportioned, like Donkey Kong himself. Yeah, I, I noticed because I yes, I I haven't been through every single character, but I have looked at a great deal in the last twenty four hours, and yeah, there there are some just thick gorilla ladies in in the crowd, which is appreciated. Just like you know, stocky like a gorilla, like beefy like a real female gorilla would be. Uh, so it, it's kind of cool to see. I, I've got, look, once the the bottom fell out and that poster came out and we got the uh, Cameo Kongs confirmed, or at least uh, three specific Cameo Kongs confirmed from the actual games, everybody has been going through this trying to find other, you know, canonical Kongs. And the amount of people, uh, the, the amount of, I, I haven't, I've been able, I haven't been able to keep up with my social media Cam in the last 24 hours because and everybody's just said oh yeah Wrinkly's here uh look look at second uh 16 in the trailer you can clearly see Wrinkly Kong I'm like, no. and Calm I mean down. I'm and I'm guilty of this too because before that poster came out I was combing that like ending like Mad Max Fury Road shot of just everybody flanked in the background by various Kongs. It's kind of funny. Like, that, look, that looks like a recognizable character. That looks like a recognizable character. It's kind of funny you say that, and I made a joke about <laughs> this in our news article. Anna Taylor-Joy is playing the young Furiosa, or yeah, Charlene, or Charlize Theron's character from Fury Road in, in the prequel. So it's funny that they like sort of have that Fury Road sort of uh, homage at the end. But yeah, um... <laughs> I feel like it would be a very like like CG cartoon joke to have D- Diddy playing a flaming guitar <laughs> riding one of these. So we'll we'll be talking a lot more about the Kongs in attendance, but let's let's get to the reveal of Donkey Kong. So Mario's walking out on red girders and Looking at all the shots of this trailer in the Coliseum, it appears to be a series of red girders, sort of a like different levels, and there's like water at the bottom of the Coliseum. It's a it's a weird setup, like outside of the context of what they're trying to evoke, because it looks like it's a Coliseum where the arena consists of like a a single walkout platform in yeah. a straight line. Yeah, yeah. So like, like, basically, like, set up to make it a joust. Right, exactly. If they, if they don't move. And there are, like, Mario-style floating blocks in this Coliseum as well, with, like, the, uh, the, the question mark blocks in the middle there, which I, I found uh, we- weird a little bit, just mixing the styles of, of the games. Although, with what they're doing with the movie, I understand it. But yeah, yeah, I do like how there's this this almost um, blending of two worlds where the question mark blocks and brick blocks are 
doing the floating nonsense thing, but all the barrels and tires, like they're all tied down to things. Yeah, there's a with like swing. hooks and ropes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the girders are like welded or like bolted to the sides of the arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Donkey Kong comes out. Well, okay, Mario, Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt's Mario says uh, something like, "Okay," he's like psyching himself up, and he says, "Like, okay, let's uh, go." And okay, I I have I I defended Chris Pratt's Mario. Uh, I don't I don't think his voice is bad. I think it works for what the movie is. You can't do the Charles Martinet ho ho hee hee thing the entire movie. It would great for ninety minutes. However, uh, getting that in there as fan service, uh, you know, uh, do, doing the very stereotypical, uh, I'm uh, going to uh, make uh, the pizza. You can't really do that with just Chris Pratt's voice because it doesn't make linguistic sense to just throw in. Like, why would he say that? Except that's what Mario says and we have to reference it. I don't know. That was was one of my only complaints about the trailer, honestly. It's like, really? Really? You're going to do the stereotypical Italian accent without doing the stereotypical Italian accent? Like, what what are we doing here? What what is this, everyone? Anyway. Yeah, the... I I feel like I, I I've seen a lot of negative reaction to Chris Pratt's take in this trailer, but honestly, watching it, it's it was just there for me. Like it's 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 a voice that's there. I'm not like resenting every syllable of it, but I'm also it's not making an impression on me the way that Jack Black did in the first trailer or that Charlie Day does in this trailer. Yeah, yeah, it's. You know, like I said, I, I don't, I don't have an issue. I like get, getting into how you feel about Chris Pratt. Uh, you know, aside, I don't have an issue with his interpretation. I do kind of like roll my eyes at stuff like that. That's just there to kind of like, I, I don't know, like, oh, see, no, he's I mean, still Mario. He's still Mario. I mean, the the dramatic line read of "Let's a Go" is the kind of thing we were all joking about this movie being yes, like. Yes. Before we saw a single second of trailer footage, really. This whole trailer, by the way, just felt like a lot more fan servicey than the first one. I actually like prefer the way the first one. Well, was for us, anyway. Well, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but I mean, just in general, like the the amount of like shit that they're throwing into this trailer. Because uh, I was like, the thing I was actually impressed with, with with the teaser was how restrained it was, and and here it's like, no, no, Tanuki suit, Mario Kart, go take it, take it, take it all, take it all, gobble it up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's it's just a parade of stuff. It's it's a lot, and, to take and yet surprisingly little scene of the Mushroom Kingdom part of this movie. Um, yeah. it was, is one thing I'm really shocked about. Yeah, so. this is this is very like um, this is very Donkey Kong Island question mark centric. <laughs> yeah, we don't <laughs> we don't actually know if it's Donkey Kong Island yet. Like, I mean, it seems to be an island populated by Kongs, right? With a giant head on it, right? Just a different kind of giant head. Which, which I, I think that's a good compromise, really. If we can't just it's weird how averse the parties seem to be to having DK's head on the island just be DK's head. Yeah. 
Oh, the, the Sakurai uh, nonwithstanding. <laughs> right, right. Um, <laughs> well, but I think this is a good compromise where you can have a giant head. It's not necessarily like a specific Donkey Kong's head because you get that like kind of ancient civilization look to it. Mm-hmm. So you avoid the question of like, well, why does it look like the modern Donkey Kong? Mm-hmm. Um, and it also is a size that like it's big, but also it doesn't have to dominate the background of every shot you set on this island. Yeah. 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 It... Anyway. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get into more about the islands in, in just a bit. Let's talk about Donkey Kong himself because we're 45 minutes into this roughly and we haven't discussed <laughs> Donkey Kong yet. So Donkey Kong shows up and he immediately starts pummeling Mario. Like Mario runs toward toward him, right? This there there's no way to avoid the comparison here, but the, this is planet uh, this is um Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. It is just so in culturally ingrained at this point that it is what I'm going to think of when you have a very one-sided gladiatorial match initially anyway. Yeah. And, and, between a big hulking guy and like your movie's lead. Yes. And Donkey Kong does hulk out sort of on Mario, similar to how he did in <laughs> Thor in that movie or Loki in Avengers. And, you know, I, I, for all of my apprehension about how Donkey Kong was going to be portrayed and how the surrounding um, cast or settings might be portrayed, I think I was immediately put at ease when I saw, like, for a solid five seconds or so, Mario just getting pummeled by Donkey Kong in a very there... visceral, satisfying way. <laughs> that, that There's, like, a see. bit of... There's like a bit of like DK Vine, and I love when this happens where you have a bit of like DK Vine and wider internet solidarity over something. <laughs> and it's this hilarious scene of Mario just getting the stuffing beating out beaten out of him. I've seen so many like meme screen grab faces of Mar- like Mario's face stretching, getting pummeled, or um like extended loops of Donkey Kong slapping the hell out of him or set to music mm-hmm. from yeah like Metal Gear Rising it's <laughs> it's yeah. very it's been a very fun day on the internet <laughs> especially if you hate Chris Pratt's Mario if you just decided you're going to hate him uh, as 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 a concept, as a interpretation of the character, then yeah, yeah, th- this is probably even more satisfying. But of course, you know, we at DK Vine, we've always had this friendly rivalry with the the greater Mario series as uh, as Donkey Kong stalwarts, and just in, e- even in my like how. Halcyon Days is more of a Mario fan. It was always funny to watch Mario get hurt. Yeah, because he's such a he's such a like glass of warm milk, right? Like you just want to tip it over. Like get, 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 shut up, shut up, stop taking yourself so seriously, plumbing man. But yeah, Donkey Kong. Let's let's talk really quick about Donkey Kong's design for this movie. <laughs> So they uh, they changed it a bit. Uh, I, it's still recognizably Donkey Kong, and it's still recognizably 
a take on the Donkey Kong Country style Donkey Kong that uh, Kev Bayless in concert with Shigeru Miyamoto conceived back for Donkey Kong Country. But uh, as as Miyamoto said uh, after the trailer, I'll just read it verbatim right now. He said Donkey Kong was there, too. It's been over 40 years since the release of the original Donkey Kong game, which was also my debut title. We've also changed his design for the first time since he became a 3D model in the original Donkey Kong Country game. Some of you may have noticed, but for this movie, we seized the opportunity to give him a comical personality and design reminiscent of the original character. So, uh, yeah, they, uh, it, it's still the Kev Bayless Donkey Kong, but they have sort of uh, beefed up the proportions a little bit. They made him a little stockier, a little bit, uh, wider in the, uh, the face. He- yeah, I'd say he's like blended in more with the sensibilities of of like the Mario universe aesthetic, especially like that they're going with in this movie, and by extension, like the arcade Donkey Kong. Yes, yeah, it, it does remind me of uh, Miyamoto's original Doodles that he presented to Rare. Like, hey, this is my take, and then Kev Bayless did the Extreme Battletoads version, and I'm like, let's meet in the middle a little bit here, <laughs> and we got cool '90s dude Donkey Kong as a result. You know, the- <laughs> I, I'm a lot more into this design than I expected I would be. Um, like, given that premise and um, the lumpy mcdonald's toy that we saw yes <laughs> leak out yes this i i will admit this this is uh, gonna take me a while to get used to i don't hate it i i kind of like elements of it and i think for a movie definitely it it, it works well i think there are three tiers for me Three tiers of Donkey Kong portrayal when we're talking about the modern Donkey Kong from Donkey Kong Country onward. Uh, the first tier, which is always my preference, is laid back, chill, 90s dude with a bit of a swagger, but he can still be silly at times. The, the rare take on it, right? Then we've got sort of this middle ground. Never seen in this conception, in, in this exact style, but there is the one that's more of a, a silly gorilla Donkey Kong. Uh, so somebody who's kind of there for comic relief. It's a little bit less serious, a little bit goofier in both uh, proportions and just personality. And then the third tier, my absolute least favorite, is angry jerk-ass Donkey Kong, who always has to show his teeth, which we saw quite a bit of after the rare buyout, uh, but has dwindled in recent years. So, you know, if we're going to have any of the three, I'll take this over number three any day. Because even when he was pummeling Mario, you never got that sense that, wow, this guy's an asshole. There's also this, um, like, because we have the distance of this being a movie mm-hmm. and, like, not quote-unquote counting, I'm a lot more open to re- and welcoming of reinterpretations of Donkey Kong's design. Yeah. And there's really fun stuff going on here. It, um, it reminds me a bit of um, the, the artwork for Smash 64, yeah. Which I always like mentally file away as like Cookie Crisp Donkey Kong. 
because he looks like he has a bandit mask, like the like cookie, like a cookie crook's dog. Yeah, <laughs> it reminds me a lot of the hand drawn art we've seen of Donkey Kong in recent years. Uh, generally paired with Diddy, actually. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of questions over the last few days, like. Is this going to be the Donkey Kong design in every game going forward now? Like, are they going to And I, I feel like my answer to that is no, in the way that, like, well, we're not going to see, like, this version of Mario and Bowser become the, the game standard designs. Yeah. But I think that Donkey Kong's game designs have been slowly moving in this direction anyway like, like not not this exact look but mm-hmm. like i think there's been some like looking back at the arcade donkey kong and like taking a little bit of the visual language and putting it back in mostly um i've been paying attention to the 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 2d artwork um that a uh, Shigeisha Nakaway has been doing for the Mario series and by extension, like every 2D appearance of Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know who that is, that's um, if you've seen a piece of artwork in the last 15 years attributed to uh, Yoichi Kotabe, it was probably actually him. Um, he's kind of taken the reins of that style um, in all modern artwork. Um, but he draws a very. Um, a Donkey Kong that's like very big and soft and, and uh, like kind of wide, like a big, big old teddy bear. Yeah. And uh, I think we, I, I've like sus- kind of suspected like that's he, kind of like parody between that 2D arc and the 3D models is why we started to see them uh, revise Donkey Kong's nose the way it looks now. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Cause yeah, this, his nose is, is, the same as they changed, uh, I, I think back around, was it 2018 that we got the, the revised nose or maybe a little bit before that, where instead of just being holes in his head, there's actually a, a nose now to support the nostrils. Yeah. I'm not sure the exact like Nexus point, but I know like the Tropical Freeze switch port was the like the big like nexus point where everybody noticed it. Right. Because Because in the original, they made the choice to edit the game where it didn't have it before. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And And, it stood out. And look, I think Miyamoto's language, it's, it's funny how the thing that I spent more time on, like even more so than looking at the Coliseum for any cameos was actually parsing through Miyamoto's, uh, translated uh speech because of course we watched the uh the english version but the way he said uh we've also changed his design for the first time since it became a 3d model in the original donkey kong country game and but then he said for this movie we seized the opportunity to give him a comical personality and design a reminiscent of the original character so i wouldn't be surprised if because look Nintendo is making a new Donkey Kong game. It's happening. We, I've been on record as stating everything I know about it on this podcast, but it is happening. It's very firmly believed it's Nintendo EPD handling it. Donkey Kong's back internally, and they're really going all in on building up the Donkey Kong brand again, and we're starting to see 
the little uh, ramifications of that with the theme park and how I love that Miyamoto came out after the trailer. He was wearing a Donkey Kong shirt for the arcade Donkey Kong and talked about the 40th anniversary that Nintendo didn't recognize last year, which was really cool. But it's his baby. He's got to be loving this. Yeah. So. I I wouldn't be surprised if we saw the design tweaked further in-game. I don't think it's going to be the movie design, though. I, I do not think this is just Donkey Kong's no. new look. I think... I mean, but like I said, this isn't going to be Mario's new look, and if you yeah. plop this in next to, like, Super Mario Odyssey Mario, there's going to be a disconnect. Right. So I, I think we may see Donkey Kong's proportions more like this, but I, I still think you're going to see a little bit more of the Kev Bayless design in the new Donkey Kong game going forward. I do think that with Miyamoto probably having a greater hand in, in Donkey Kong's future, kind of setting it up for the next generation and beyond, you may see more of his design influence on both Donkey Kong and the entire Kong cast created by Rare. I think they're, they're going to be moving in this goofier, more cartoony direction as he originally devised and probably wanted. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad I, thing. I, I think it's an adjustment, you know? Yeah, I think we should could definitely see some cues from this design resurface. And, Even in just the shared visual language they're all pulling from, which is like Western animation, the rest of the Mario series, and DK Arcade. And look, you know, if you are a purist for Donkey Kong Country and you do prefer the way Donkey Kong looked on the Super Nintendo, um, then there, there's still a lot of stuff in this design f- directly from that. There, you've got the... Uh, the brow, the, the the way the eyes sit in the brow, which is standard for all of, uh, you know, most of Rare's Gorilla Kongs, you, you know. Yeah, they, they've kind of, like, um, relaxed the intensity of it, I guess I would say. Yeah. To be more like a, more like, uh, like uh, a cartoon gorilla would in other, like, interpretations. But they did keep the prominent, like, skin flap of brow around his (laughs) eyes. One thing I really do like is how they have explicitly made his cowlick uh, fur. Like, so many interpretations of Donkey Kong and outside media have said, that's part of his skull. (laughs) You know, the... I think that's really just the the DKC TV show, and only because they, for whatever reason, didn't make a second model for his head. Uh, there, there was the skeleton in that one Mario and Luigi game. Uh, oh, bang, oh, bang. Yeah. 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 But, mm, yeah, that, that's not really Donkey Kong, no, though. No, but, okay. But, but what I'm saying is a lot of times it's, it's portrayed as like part of his head or whatever. I like that you can clearly see, like it's, it's flopping over here, which is really cool to see. I, it's going to take me some adjustment to get used to this because it is, very different than how I pictured Donkey Kong. That doesn't mean I hate it. I'm, I, I, you know, I, if I can get there halfway, which I'm almost there, then I'll be happy. But that this is also a Donkey Kong that looks like they're having a lot of fun animating. He's got some really fun posing and emotions in this trailer. And this is a Donkey Kong design sort of conceived to interact with the rest of the movie's cast. So it's like, what works for this movie? And so, no, I don't think this is going to be the game design going forward. I will say it will probably uh, 
be drawn from. I, I think a lot of the ideas they may have for how Donkey Kong is going to look going forward were also put into this, but I don't think it's going to be the exact game design. I, I think it's going to be closer to what we have now, uh, more or less, especially because so much of that, you know, is already pre-existing. Like they don't really reinvent the wheel just to reinvent it anymore. Nintendo, like they're going to, they're going to take a character and, and give it a completely new design. It's a character who hasn't been around in quite a while or hasn't been used in great, great prominence in a long while, like your Pauline's, you know? So, or, and even then it's like generally design tweaks that the average person's not going to notice. Right. Except the weirdos like us. Cause we're, we're relying on like 20 years of stock renders at this point. <laughs> yeah. Now I, I will say like Donkey Kong's design takes a while for me to get used to it. It's, it's just enough of a departure for me to go. Oh, but Cameron, I love how every other Kong, all 400 of them look. I, I, from cranky on down, I really, really dig the design for everyone else. I think it is the perfect way to take rares, ideas. Sometimes they uh, struck home runs like with Funky Kong. Sometimes they whiffed like the original candy design, but Generally, that idea of they had for the Kong cast, for the denizens of Donkey Kong Island, it's it's a great idea that you can get so much mileage out of. And uh, Illuminate, I almost said DreamWorks, Illumination surely did that here. And we're going to start with the Kong we knew who was going to be in this, Cranky. And aside, okay, just before we even get into what Cranky is doing, how he's dressed <laughs> and what that implies. I love the way Cranky looks. I love every second of Cranky in this, which is granted maybe two. Two, but <laughs> yeah, best two seconds of my life. Cranky, even though he doesn't say anything, because Cranky's thing, right, is his bitching. Crank, Cranky's thing that you know, oh, that's Cranky Kong, is the way he complains. How can you convey Cranky Kong? In a trailer where you don't hear him be verbal. And he, he complains about video game trappings in the modern era. Like, how do you translate that to a movie? Right. So what else do we know about Cranky Kong? Well, Cranky Kong was the original Donkey Kong. And he probably still hates Mario because Mario did abduct him and torture him for an entire game. He's also self-important and he's mischievous. Yeah. So... If we're going to portray Mario or, uh, you know, getting beat up by Donkey Kong in, in our first full length Super Mario Brothers movie trailer, we're going to have Cranky Kong in there. Cranky Kong's not going to speak. What if Cranky Kong is the architect of Mario's torture? What if Cranky Kong is really enjoying himself? <laughs> what if Cranky Kong has a celebratory banana and and eats it <laughs> as, as sort, sort of like, uh, you know, somebody uh, watching a really good show, a really it, good movie and chomping on popcorn. It, it's, it's incredible to me that like on paper, they have changed so much about like the premise of cranky Kong. Yeah. But every second he's on screen in this, I'm just saying like, yeah, that's cranky. That's what cranky would do. Absolutely. Is- yeah. I, 
I, I, I, uh, I, I hived, I masked Don, I tweeted about this. I said, why does Cranky getting to sit on a throne with a crown on his head while he watches Mario get pummeled legitimately feel like the only way the real character would agree to appear in the Super it, Mario Brothers movie? This is, this is, um, yeah, this is like DKC Cranky if he was getting his way all the time. There, there, it, has, it, there, there has been not. Yeah. And not just like rocking back and forth while the other Kongs plug their ears. There has been a remarkable restraint on everyone's part. Uh, keeping Cranky away from the Mario cast for the last 28 years, right? Like the closest we've actually gotten is in Super Smash Brothers uh, Melee onward where mm. Cranky is in the jungle drape stage. You, you, you see a silhouette, silhouette sort of ambling about in mm. his lap. But and understandably, because it prompts questions that I don't think Nintendo wants to answer or wants you to think about. Yeah. Um. So, you know, there, there's always the question of like, was well, Cranky ever going to be in Mario Kart Tour or or just any game in particular? And of course, you know, Cranky would probably hate Mario, right? Like, Cranky did uh like acknowledge Mario in the at the end of Donkey Kong Country Two in the video game Hero Screen. Rare was going to, at one point, have Cranky and Mario appear in Diddy Kong Pilot together. That interpretation fell through pretty quickly in that game's tumultuous history. And but- even, even people Cranky, quote-unquote, likes, he's, like, kind of nasty, too. So. Yeah. so, it just feels so grandiose, so fitting, that the very first interaction we ever have between the Cranky Kong version of Donkey Kong Sr. and Mario... Is this a cinematic feature film where Cranky Kong is God Emperor of Donkey Kong Island and he's ordering his <laughs> grandson to beat the shit out of Mario? I'm happy about this, Cameron. You, you know, it opens up a whole can of questions about how they're interpreting Kong society here, but. You know what? It's cranky. It's cranky. It's exactly how cranky would be, especially without all, you know, if you strip away all of the character development for cranky over the last 28 years and you just get to the core origin point of the character, this, uh, this guy who probably hates Mario and is bitter about everything. Yeah. Perfect. Got it. What do you think about uh, his design as far as uh, his god? I call him God Emperor Cranky Kong for lack of a better term. He he is dressed like he is the monarch of this island, Donkey Kong Island or or not. And he is wearing this elaborate headdress <laughs> that's like a crown. I, I love how extra it is because this does feel, yeah, this is what Cranky would wear if he was God Emperor of DK Island. I I think this is what video game Cranky... People actually respected him instead of just kind of like dismissing the old man. I think this is this is what video game cranky would imagine himself to be. And when when I when I had my theory that this whole story is being told by Cranky Kong, that could still be in play considering, you know. Uh, his headdress, I, 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 I don't, is it, is this supposed to be a specific shape or is it just this weird, like sort of, uh, I, Mesoamerican? I, I can tell it's got like a Kong head in it, but I, 
yeah. I'm not sure beyond that if it's supposed to be representational of anything. It, it's kind of like this metallic thing with a Kong or ape head in the middle. It's it's ridged. It has like grass around the outer edges or like this green frill. And it's got like a a red frill on top. We'll say it's a Briegel feather. How about that? You have like a comfy red robe around him. Yeah. It's- yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a wildly new interpretation of Cranky Kong, except, you know, of course, Cranky Kong ha- was portrayed as the village chieftain of Donkey Kong Island. It's just a lot more uh, scaled back from this. As you said, it's extra here. Um, and, you know, it feels like we're getting an incredibly abbreviated origin, not just for Donkey Kong's relationship with Mario, but for the Kongs as a society as well. So just hear me out for a second. Kong society, in at least in this trailer, but apparently in the, the movie itself, seems to be depicted a lot more rugged and ancient than they are in the games. Uh, it reminds me, I've seen comparisons to this, but my first thought was, oh, it's like King Louis from Disney's The Jungle Book, right? Uh, similar thing where, you know, the the protagonists are sort of dragged into this ape society and, and, and they sort of have to, you know, prove themselves. Uh, but th- here they seem to reside in, in temples, or at least there's a lot of heavy temple architecture in play. Cranky seems to be a king or emperor rather than the simple uh, village chieftain, the um, the the proprietor of, of the island, the guardian, if you will. You know, video game Cranky resides in a cabin in the forest and wears simple clothes and I would say he's humble, but he's anything but. But, you know, he he lives in a a humble way for such a uh, self-important character. So this is actually closer to what we surmised that the Tiki-Tac tribe were uh, in Donkey Kong lore. Because the Tiki-Tac tribe, it seems to be implied in Donkey Kong Country Returns that they are the ancient Kong civilization. They actually got the ball rolling on all of this. And at some point, you know, they... Uh, there, there is a, a break. There, there is a division in the the Kong society, and they said, you know, we can't do this tiki tac thing anymore. It's getting barbaric, and they exiled the tiki priest to the volcano, and then, then they became the more genteel Kongs that we know. Um, so it seems to be like they're in this movie in that mode of 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 the tiki tac tribe minus you know tiki tong or kalimba or anything uh except that it takes place in the modern day and then we've got the girders in the coliseum which is, if you read all of this at face value and say like this this is going to be our introduction to everything donkey kong in the movie is this this scene here uh it seems to be like they're just rolling all of it here in, in this uh presumably five to ten minute sequence where, oh, okay, so we're going to sidestep the whole generational thing of Cranky Kong being the original Donkey Kong. He might be a Donkey Kong, but uh, here his whole rivalry with Mario extends to Mario and crew intruding upon his island. He's sending him to the lions in the form of his grandson. Yeah, you'd think this would be like sacrilege but to like us like with this like massaging of like cranky's role in mario's history but like no it's it's honestly a pretty like clever streamlining and like 
abridging of these characters' histories with each other. Yeah, because well, it is it is um, cranky antagonizes Mario, right? And then six his son on him. That's that's a D, that's DK Arcade and DK Junior. Yeah, if you are going to take 41 years of video game history and somehow turn that into a coherent screenplay that lasts for about 90 minutes long that's you know aimed for mostly kids and and their uh their families you you can't go through the entire chronology I mean, <laughs> so you, I mean you this do it it's it's a bit to me like when like a superhero movie has to introduce a character who is a legacy character mm-hmm. and they they usually just skip right to whoever is the current incarnation at the time and like you might see like a nod to the past character like like most blue Be- most blue beetle stories nowadays you start with Jaime Reyes yeah you might get like you might get Ted Cord in the back in the backstory um Dan Garrett won't get like more than a sentence right Right, that or, kind of thing. Or you know, I'm thinking Captain Marvel, uh, where they yeah. just they completely. Yeah, Captain Marvel is a good example. Um, they, they did have like Mar-Val. Marvel existed, but yeah. like not for anywhere near the amount of time they did in the comics. Right. So, as a Donkey Kong fan, especially one who prides himself on being the guardian of the lore, you might think this would really upset me. It does not. I, I think this is actually if we're not going to get any a, any like rough approximation of Donkey Kong Arcade, I think this is brilliant. I, I love the way Cranky is portrayed here and I'm I'm pleased. I'm pleased. I'm happy now. Yeah, I I, I can't believe I'm this. Uh, I'm I'm very, very cool with this, even though it like completely threw out my conceived notions of what they were going to do with this movie um, straight out the window because um, I can there are two things I could see you making a Mario movie where you only do the Brooklyn origin and like feature uh, uh, and like feature like Pauline and Spike but just skip DK Arcade go straight to him going through the pipes to the Mushroom Kingdom. And I could also see you making a Mario movie where you ignore Brooklyn entirely and stick Donkey Kong in the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah. It's weird to do both in one movie. It, it that, th- that took me by surprise. I, I think it took, and that, it's weird to do both and not have them connected. I think it took all of us by surprise at DK Vine. Because it, it's, it's like... Uh, a cursed monkey's paw situation where we're like, all right, let's wish upon this monkey paw for the Brooklyn origin to come back into play. And it's like, all right, but it's not going to have anything to do with Donkey Kong. That's going to be a completely different thing in the movie. So yeah, uh, let's, let's talk about really quick. There, there is a shot, right. Of, of the toads circling a, a sort of a, it's like a map table globe type thing, a 3D representation of the globe of the mushroom. Earth. And then everything seems to be like made of voxels. It reminds me of like the, like the like 3D sort of like 
pool from Black Panther where they could just make things appear. Yeah. And of course, you know, this is this is a very rudimentary version of of any depiction of the mushroom earth that we've seen in any games it's it's lacking anywhere from odyssey it's you know uh isle delfino arguably isn't there this this is in it's in a movie that has to like understandably convey visual knowledge to the audience yeah and in the context of the scene is a war map so it also has to do the same thing for the characters in universe so it's it's going to be simplified. So, yes. So so what we can glean from this, Cameron, is that the toads are looking at... It's so weird for me to just give up and call them toads. You know, I, I've, I've like, wait, toad is a singular character. They are, they are mushroom people. And the ones who work for it, Peach are mushroom retainers. And yet toad is a singular character in this movie. Yeah. So it's yeah. going to get weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, they've beat me down that, that much. I, I've, I've relented. They're toads, whatever. But anyway, so <laughs> we, we can see two lava realms on this map immediately north of what we're going to call Donkey Kong Island, but uh, I think the most well, northernly... Well, lava. we see the one of the lava realms is, I think, the like smoldering remains of the Penguin, penguin Kingdom. Land. The most northernly part, I think, it, the, uh, on this map is the Penguin Kingdom, but it's now uh, Bowser. I think it's like the... I think it's the one immediately to the right of Donkey Kong Island because in the shot... One, Bowser's castle is flying away from there, so it's where they just left, and they have the Power Star floating above the castle. Okay. And you can see a little bit of the ice, like, toward the bottom right corner of it. Okay. Like, still there. So so maybe uh, the, the, the Koopa's home realm or whatever, Dark World or whatever, is the most northerly one, and then the one next to Donkey Kong Island is the Penguin one, which doesn't really make any sense, but we'll just go with it. So anyway, so... The the Temperate Island is parallel to the Ice Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And, you know, if this was game And the Desert Island, um, which we don't have a name for yet, I'm kind of wondering if that's uh, Sarasa Land from Mario Land. Yeah, there's been a lot just, of clickbait for that. Yeah, we're, I, we're, like, it could just be a generic desert kingdom. But the thing that makes me think that is, well, identifiably, you have Bowser's Kingdom, you have Donkey Kong Island, you have the Mushroom Kingdom, and you have Yoshi's Island on this map mm-hmm. very distinctly. We do see a quick so, shot like, of Yoshi's Island too in the trailer. All the Yoshi's running through the forest. Yeah, um, not a green Yoshi. No, from what we could from. Yeah, I was dissecting this with some friends. Um, yeah, a bunch of multicolored Yoshis. We did not see one green one. Got to save it for the sequel. That's going to be the big character of the sequel. I'm calling it. But anyway, the uh, the war map, if you will, suggests that after the Penguin Kingdom fell from the the teaser trailer, Bowser's forces are next going to invade Donkey Kong Island. And, yeah, so it's clear that's why Mario, Peach, and Toad are on the Kong's Island, is they are there to warn them and maybe recruit an army, right? Like, if we can if we can get there before Bowser, we can rally the troops of the rest of our world or dimension and, and take the fight to him before, before uh, it's too late, before we all fall. And... So, 
you know, at one point, Peach references galaxies at one point in the trailer. And again, it's a trailer, so it's it's hard to say. A lot of times they'll take scenes that are in no context to one another and and make you feel things with the scenes. But then when you yeah. watch the movie, it's like, oh, that, that had nothing to do with that. So, you know... But it's also making me think, like, is this galaxies in the sense that a movie audience would understand the word galaxies or galaxies in the sense that they're used in Mario games, which is planets. Yeah. So that, and, and there's a lot of like, uh, almost Bifrost traveling in this. I think the scene where Mario and Luigi are, are flying yeah, I, through the air is them getting pulled. Into it the was mushroom. real hard to just n- not compare everything to Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that scene of, of Mario and Luigi where they're fl- flying through this like portal is them getting pulled into the mushroom kingdom from Brooklyn. But, um, yeah, it it seems like there's at least for a little bit of this movie, it seems like there's going to be a thing where Mario and Luigi get separated and Luigi is stuck in this hell world with the Bowser's minions. Yeah. Armed with only like his plumbing tools. Yeah. And Mario is off uh getting his ass handed to him by Donkey Kong. <laughs> Yeah. So, and Bowser refers to like the world at one point. Like he's he's the the, the ruler. He's going to be the ruler of the world. So I, I think it's supposed to be in the same physical space, but it's possible these are all like they're being portrayed as like separate galaxies or planets or I I I I I don't know. But here here's my theory that okay so. Bowser is planning on attacking the Kong civilization next. So uh, Mario and and Toad and Peach, they go to Donkey Kong Island to warn them. And Cranky sends Mario into the Coliseum to fight his grandson. If Mario can, can defeat Donkey Kong, then maybe they'll help them. And so whatever happens there, though, they ultimately there, there's a there's a come to jesus moment or or whatever the kong equivalent to jesus would be come to jesus moment and and they're like no we will help you we'll set our differences aside we are going to help you because queen, queen banana bird i, I don't know <laughs> yeah come, come to queen banana bird moment for everyone and so they enlist a kong army with donkey kong leading the charge and they take several carts out of Donkey Kong Island, and they leave Donkey Kong Island via the Rainbow Road from Mario Kart, which seems to be, in this case, the Bifrost. Again. Yeah, another just... Y- you could set this trailer to Immigrant Song, and it would just... <laughs> yeah, you know, you made the prediction, Cameron, which was so apt that they were going to play Van Halen's Jump on one of these Mario trailers, and... The remarkable restraint is that they haven't used any licensed music yet. They have a a like da- a Koopa dance party in this trailer without any licensed music. Yeah, that is impressive restraint. I, it could still come in the final trailer before the actual movie comes out. I I definitely think it's coming. I I would be bewildered there, if we didn't get something I, like this. I'm gonna. I'm going to posit something for us to make a prediction on this episode, Kyle. Oh, um, boy. We've seen how much this marketing has evoked the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Mm-hmm. Are they going to have, like, a, bring in, like, a modern, like, pro- professional music artist and 
have them do their own take on do the Mario over the credits. That that would be bizarre because we've never had Nintendo flagrantly reference the Super Mario Brothers Super Show in a way that Donkey Kong Country cartoon has been homaged over the years. Uh, and I, I, I don't know why that is. And maybe just because, of, you know, they're, I, they're see, not, I see just Andre was having the same thought in our chat. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they're, you know, it's probably because there haven't been a lot of Western hands on the Mario series like there has been Donkey Kong. So you got more references to, to that media uh, outside media. So now that, yeah, Illumination's making this, I would say it's entirely fair and in play. And we may do it. You know, I look, whatever the Donkey Kong movie, whenever that's coming, we're going to get the DK rap. Absolutely. So uh, I, I could see do the Mario finally coming back after all of these years and, and being legitimized in, in in a way that I think it deserves because it's a damn catchy song for, for what it is, which is garbage. It's fun. It's like, it's like hearing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme at the end of the last movie they did, or um, Blue Oyster Cult's Godzilla at the end of King of the Monsters. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just fun. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if they're just going to do like have Mario in the credits doing a little like swaying back and forth, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, like instructing you to do the Mario. And you'll probably have the whole cast doing it, right? Like everybody's going to be doing the Mario, including Donkey Kong. Like, yeah. So speaking of Donkey Kong, it's it, it's worth pointing out the over the top reference that Donkey Kong has affixed to his own cart. Uh, so Donkey Kong's cart uh, attached to the very top are two rocket barrels from the Retro Studios duology of Donkey Kong Country games. And and when I say the rocket barrels, they are like almost exactly replicated from uh, the, the Retro Studios design. Yeah, I I have to wonder if like this giant fleet of vehicles we're seeing like we we see a Kong that looks like Funky in this crowd. Yeah. Are we gonna like have an establishing thing where like Funky is responsible for generating this armada of of carts for them to drive? It's surprising that if it is Funky, and if Funky has such a pivotal role to play with leaving Donkey Kong Island, having Mario, Toad, and Peach, and an army of fucking Kongs drive across the Rainbow Road in this big dramatic like, siege, like, you know, like you said, Immigrant Song could be playing behind this, and it would feel completely apropos. But it's funny that we haven't had any announcements for Funky Kong or a voice actor Therein, because they made a big deal of Fred Armisen voicing Cranky Kong, and, and it's like, oh, well, Funky does play a part. Is he going to be mute? Is he not going to have any dialogue? Is it just going to be, or is it just going to be inferred if you know the canon that Funky is the mechanic? Funky is the one who maybe creates the carts that the Kongs use in Mario Kart, like the DK Jumbo. Yeah, um, like in that poster where we spotted most of the side character Kongs like Diddy and Dixie are in that poster 
I would not be surprised if they have no significant role in the movie at all and don't get any lines. But yeah, this specific context with this like massive amount of vehicles, I gotta and with Funky being right there, it's I gotta wonder. I think it's pretty clearly funky. Like there's a lot of, of rando Kongs in this crowd and and one that might not be so random, which we'll get to, but yeah, really, really suspicious looking Kong off on that left side. I, 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 I look at this Kong that's directly behind donkey Kong. Right. And what's amusing is, you know, the joke is the funky Kong is just donkey Kong with shades and a bandana. Right. Like they're, they're basically identical, at least in the original conception of Duncan Country. Yeah, they've they've like massaged Funky's design over the years to make him more distinct in uh, a really good way. I feel like they've made him more of like he's slightly beefier than DK. Like yeah. he's got lighter fur. He, they've like massaged him a little bit over the years to make it look like make him look less like he's just DK in different clothes. But here, it, it's like they took the movie design Donkey Kong and stuck shades and mana bandana on it, <laughs> which I love. I think, yeah, that's how you do it. Like, you don't just import Funky Kong from the games next to this uh, slightly tweaked Donkey Kong. You take the slightly tweaked Donkey Kong and you tweak him and you make Funky Kong. That's what you do. <laughs> so I really do hope this is Funky Kong. I, I like, like, it's like, yeah, they didn't announce like, yeah, and... Voicing Funky Kong is Keanu Reeves or, or anything like that. Like, uh, and I think part of that is if they are planning a Donkey Kong movie, they don't want to spend all of the time and money trying to preemptively cast it when they, they right. need two of them here. So I could see like, you know, Donkey Kong saying and whatever Seth Rogen voice, because we didn't hear Seth Rogen's Donkey Kong voice. We just heard a bunch of grunts. Uh, as as he beat the crap yeah, we got that whole intro from him, but you don't really get a, any idea of what he'll sound like. We don't really get an idea of how he'll talk in this movie if he'll talk or I would imagine they would talk what? because I don't know how you have at the very least twenty minutes on Donkey Kong Island or whatever they're calling it in this movie with hundreds of Kongs <laughs> and, and and dozens of them driving. I out mean, with the well, we we already hear them chanting well you know, trailer editing and all that, but we quote unquote, hear them chanting Mario. If Fred Armisen and Seth Rogen have been enlisted, they're going to speak English in, in, in in at least. And I would hope it's, I would hope it's like, it's just plain English. Like don't, don't give them caveman speak or something like that. Oh, absolutely. Especially, especially not with the aesthetic trappings you're leaving it leaning into. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I think that if Funky Kong does create this armada of cards, and I think if you're going to stick Funky Kong prominently behind Donkey Kong here, if that is funky, and I, I, I think it probably is because it's unmistakable what they're going for here, then... Uh, Even I mean, if it's not specifically him in the background of that scene, he's got to be in here, considering who else is, right. which I'm sure we're... We're circling the around to, uh, but don't don't say it because I just in case somebody isn't spoiled, just in case somebody hasn't read the internet in the last uh, twenty four hours. Let's just just let's just save it for the end, Cameron, because it it is the yep. biggest for us. It is the biggest fucking thing in this whole <laughs> armada the, of news. The biggest thing, and he's like, I don't know. 
is 60 pixels tall. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It, it, it's the, I never thought I would see this in my lifetime kind of thing, but yeah, if this is funky, I could see them either not having cast the voice actor yet. And this is one of the thing like they, they, they will cast it at the last minute. You're all the time hearing these actors. Oh yeah. So-and-so has joined the cast of Ant-Man and Wasp in quantum mania or whatever. And it's like, wait, didn't that finish for like principal and pickup shoots like ages ago? Like how did, how did uh cheaty from the good place just suddenly join the cast? A lot of times, you know, they will do these last minute shoots and somebody will come in or for in the case of this, they will cast somebody at the last minute. So it's possible funky does have dialogue. They have not cast the voice actor yet because, their their way he could even just not have dialogue he could have a role in the movie but they just like point to him and he like gives a thumbs up and his teeth shine like that could be that could be it and and then they'll deal with it when the donkey kong movie comes and i could see that being the case but i think funk i think you're right i think a lot of people are right that funky is the one who basically in the lore of the super mario brothers movie invents mario karts which is great. I I, yeah, I, I love, love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, sure. Why the fuck? And am I surprised that they're referencing Mario Kart in this? Like, are they really just putting everything, all of their eggs in this basket? Well, yeah. Like, yeah, you want to leave stuff for the sequel. Absolutely. But I could see like when when, when you set out to do something like this, you, you want to be restrained. But a lot of times you don't know if it's going to be a success. So it's like let's let's get it all like let's do as much as we can because this could be our only shot is that really effective storytelling no but when you create something like this that is a silly illumination kids movie you know and and nintendo's doing it with you i i I definitely understand what they're going for is it how i would do it no am i doing it no so i'm not going to complain but if if we are getting Funky Kong being the inventor of Mario Karts in the context of the movie, <laughs> I think that is just such a clever way to introduce them. Because, again, you are distilling 41 years of lore between two pretty separate franchises at this point, And you're doing it in one movie. So, OK, where do the Mario Karts come from? They come from Funky Kong. That makes complete sense with what they're doing. And it makes for this dramatic moment where they storm out of Donkey Kong Island, uh, taking the fight to Bowser. And, of course, something will probably go wrong and we'll probably lose most of these Kong characters along the way. Probably not violently. You know, we're not going to see like a massacre or anything. But I I, I definitely don't think uh, well, there's a, there's a lot of Koopa Troopas to get held up fighting. So. so should we talk about Kitty Kong? What appears to be Kitty Kong? <laughs> very loud. Yeah. Um, whether or not this is like. We, we've discussed like some of these could just be generic Kongs, but even if this isn't Kitty somehow, like this convinces me, like he's in the character pack. This is too Kitty shaped a character. There, there. Are, okay, so there are two possible candidates for Kitty Kong in between between this scene and the poster that came out, and this one really plays into the small little baby kitty kong oh, like you you would see on the uh the the action figure kitty kong got in 1999 that was packaged with donkey kong like if you're really playing up the baby aspect of kitty kong this is the design you would go with there's one later in the poster that's a lot 
more giant hulking uh, that that he at least has the head of Kitty Kong. And that could be Kitty Kong if you're playing into he is an enormous baby. Oh, my God, he's a monster. We hate him. Uh, <laughs> if you're going to go that angle, that could also be Kitty Kong. Either way, I think Kitty Kong's in this. I, I think this is actually Kitty Kong. They, they won't name drop these characters, by the way. This is going to be like, let me introduce you to Kitty Kong. He's the cousin of my little buddy's girlfriend. He's coming along, too. I, Why the fuck not? Yeah, I, I could see like a joke where they just rattle off a bunch of Kong names and yes. think they like Mario says, you just made that up. Yeah, well, I, I made but, a joke about, like, all these new Kongs having, uh, like, similar rare-style Kong names. Uh, I, 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 I Mastodonist, I hived it, I tweeted it. I said, uh, I suppose we better name each and every uh, Kong here just to be safe. From left to right, Uki, Buki, Kuki with a K, Kuki with a C, Crappy, Nappy, Pappy, Grabby, Slappy, Shitty, Tipsy, Waggy, Shaggy, Benedict, Doobie Doobie, <laughs> Nelly, Oops All Berries, Saggy, and Tim, one out of 23. You know, uh, I, I could see a sequence like that because that is low-hanging fruit, especially if you're going to have fun with the concept of there being all of these original Kongs filling out the background. Like, let me introduce you to the army here, you know, you know, and, and, and some of like some of these, these Kongs that are, that are in the background here will have names. And then people will be like, is that Kong DKU high on Cameron? And we'll be like, Oh, don't you. We, we gotta, like, we gotta star Wars wiki this by the, by the end of this, cycle of this movie coming out like uh, every single one of these people needs a name we'll we'll treat them with as much uh, canonical reverence as we do bluster kong how about that so uh uh, the restraint and not seeing bluster here well also we don't really know how the rights shake out for bluster does uh was nelvana have any uh legal ownership over any of the original Uh, that's a good point yeah so I, i i think there's a reason why even even with the references to the cartoon, we've never had Bluster directly brought into the games, and I, I don't think we will. Um, all right, so there, there's another thing we have to point out before we uh, we move on here. Floating landmasses in the background of, well, of Donkey Kong Island. As they leave Donkey Kong Island, we see like Avatar Pandora style floating landmasses, floating islands above. Donkey Kong Island, or or what might be Donkey Kong Island? That I had played DK sixty four. I play Tropical Freeze. I play Donkey Kong Land. These these are very similar. I mean, not identical, but very similar to Secret Seclusion, which of course we've we've said is also the location of uh, the Fungus Forest or Fungi Forest, which is the Banjo Kazooie one that was scrapped, and which is the Donkey sixty four one. I can never remember camera pretty sure it's fungi forest just because that rolls off the tongue better oh okay i think steve mccorkle from off a of rare gamer explained it to me that uh, banjo and kazooie are a team so it's fungus forest but fungi yeah. forest the kongs go at it one at a time so it's fungi forest i think that's the mnemonic device he he came up with what a specific mnemonic device <laughs> <laughs> And yet, I have to use it, like, once a week. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, I mean, there are, there is a floating island above Donkey Kong Island where, presumably, at the very least, 
I was going to say three games take place, but also Barrel Barrel Blast Jet Race uh, also utilizes the floating island. So it is a thing on Donkey Kong Island, whether or not the Snowmads are the ones. Tropical Freeze implies that the Snowmads are responsible for raising it with with the runes. And it's been like this uh, it's like a watchtower over Donkey Kong Island all this time that they created, but then the Kongs turned into their own thing, chimpanzee clouds or whatever. But anyway, um, it, it, it's it's possible that's just a reference. It's just possible that they reinterpreted the Kong Island for this movie to make it like uh, the, more in tune with the mushroom world. Oh yeah, because we already saw the floating blocks, so let's have floating platforms. This is this is this whole world is like Pandora in that sense. Whether or not it's unobtainium powering everything, or we're gonna get into like the specifics of how the mechanics of the world work, the physics, we don't know. But here's, here's Jeff's theory. And I've been thinking about it, especially trying to think how this trailer reconciles with the leaked promo images with the new Donk City tag on the newspaper dispenser. What mm. if... Cranky is still set up in the Brooklyn sequences because we know Foreman Spike is there, right? So the Mario Brothers are plumbers. Like they're they're not working a construction site. So how does Foreman Spike come into it? Well, what if uh, this New Donk City tag on the newspaper dispenser, this is a little bit of my theory too, and I'm going to marry it to Jeff's theory. What if that is tagged on the news because there was an escaped gorilla in Brooklyn from the zoo, right? And 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 somebody says this is no longer like maybe the 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 gorilla is called Donkey Kong. They na- the the zoo people named it. And so somebody they're like this is no longer New York City. This is New Donk City because the gorillas are in control now. Anyway, the gorilla takes over Foreman Spike's construction site. And and we have this little sequence where Mario somehow gets in the middle of it. Maybe 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 Donkey Kong grabs Mayor Pauline, Mayor of Brooklyn, or uh, that no because there's a mayor of New York City. I don't know. Pauline is whatever community organizer in Brooklyn. Donkey Kong grabs her, climbs to the top of the construction site. We have this little pastiche of the original arcade donkey kong and something happens to the construction site it's a wrecking crew after all right so the construction site falls apart and somehow donkey kong and a bunch of the girders from the construction site fall through the portal to the mushroom world and and jeff's theory is we planet of the apes it and we have this like time dilation thing where or thor ragnarok cameron where when you go through the portal you don't necessarily like it, it, depending on how you fall through it, you can wind up like months or even years apart from somebody else who goes through it. So Donkey Kong is actually the first one to go through the portal and he spends years on the mushroom world, becomes Cranky Kong and builds an entire civilization. Mammy is not just one gorilla who escaped the zoo. Mammy, a whole army of primates escaped the Brooklyn Zoo and... They become the foundation of this island led by Donkey Kong, who is ages into Cranky Kong. And that is the origin point for, if not Donkey Kong Island, then the Kong Island we see in this movie. What do you think about that theory? Um, 
It could happen. It could happen. But also, I'm not prepared for any of us to be right about anything in this movie. No, I, I've been wrong. Anymore. I've been wrong about half the time now. I got Brooklyn right. I got the fact that it was going to be an origin story right. I, I've So far, I've been completely wrong about Donkey Kong. But I really like Jeff's theory. And we do see the girders incorporated into the Coliseum, which make no logical sense. But we know Foreman Spike's coming. We know there's going to be something to do with him. So, yeah, the, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, the only predictions I have are fairly lower stakes. Like, um, like I'm wondering if the the way that they get down that pipe is that they get a call to... There's a shot of Mario fixing a sink mm. in the trailer. Well... I'm thinking maybe that's Pauline's. There, there's been a... Um footage that's been in a international trailer that that just popped up tonight showing Mario and Luigi in the sewers very reminiscent of the original Mario Brothers Sans Super. So, I think we're definitely going to mm-hmm. get the sequence where they go into the sewers of Brooklyn and there's Koopas uh coming through and that's going to set yeah. it up. But you- I, I like I'm predicting like oh we like oh Pauline is complaining like her her water pressure isn't like isn't coming through a pipe, so they go down to see what the obstruction is, yeah. and it's yeah, yeah, you got turtles. I could even see them, like, Pauline meets them because they free her from Donkey Kong, and, and this, like, cascading army of Kongs mm. that have escaped from the zoo, making it New Donk City, right? And uh, Pauline's like, thank you so much. You say you're plumbers? Oh, good, because my sink doesn't work right. And then they go to Pauline's and then they're like, this is odd. What's going on? We need to uh, investigate deeper. And they go into the sewer and boom, Koopas. Yeah, I I don't know. That's convoluted. That's a bit much. But like you said, we can't really rule anything out at this point. And it would be sort of like, again, a monkey's paw situation. We're like, ah, we told you the Kongs are from our earth. Ah, but Donkey Kong Island is in the mushroom world. <laughs> just- yeah. Um, like, the more I thought about, like, why they made the choice they did, I think it it makes sense from a movie pacing perspective to put a conflict with Donkey Kong, like, toward the middle. Oh, yeah. If yeah. that's indeed where this is. You likened it to a mid-boss in a video game, but it, it, it is just, like, you you have to have an obstacle for the protagonist to overcome you, early. You gotta have, like, a warm-up fight that, like creates conflict creates stakes but like stakes that you know aren't as dire as mario fighting bowser exactly exactly i'm surprised how prominent it is how much uh of the movie seemingly takes place with this uh this whole like let let's go to the kong's island and rally them and like i'm i'm surprised that seemingly does take up a bulk of of Mario and Peach and Toad's journey in the movie, but yeah, I'm I'm game to see what happens. What whatever happens again. Uh, remember that this is not supposed to be a definitive chronicling, a definitive history of Mario and Donkey Kong. Like I said, this is an adaptation distilling the high points of most of the history down to a 90 minute kids movie. So. Uh, you know, like I said, they're getting in as many references as they can, but there still has to be an economy of plot, of storytelling that must be adhered to, that must make sense. And so you're go- you're going to have like some grabs and pulls here and and melding 
uh, what what it makes like if Funky Kong does create Mario Karts, that's the kind of thing we're gonna see. Yeah. That no, that's not the lore in the games. But yeah. for a ninety yeah. minute this movie, we also like the runtime is supposed to be like about an hour and a half. Yeah. there's there's not a lot of a lot of, not a lot of room for bloat there. No, no, except in Donkey Kong's new design. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, just just chillax, everyone. Chill like this is this is fun. This is it's gonna be fun to see how they reinterpret the continuity. Will that stop DK Vine from saying that Donkey Kong Island is part of the Rare Archipelago? Absolutely not. I'm gonna keep banging that bongo. I mean, that's, but practically, does that need to be a thing in this movie? Where like Banjo and Conker aren't really in the equation? <laughs> yeah, Probably not. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if if you're going to have a 90 minute movie, you can't make it so convoluted that you're going to get into, well, no, but Mario interacted with Donkey Kong before he fell through the warp pipe, which means that Donkey Kong must exist on, uh, the, uh, on the real earth. And that makes sense when you factor in how Banjo Kazooie and Conker spun out of Donkey Kong. Like, no, shut up. We're writing a movie. What are you doing? <laughs> Go home, nerd. <laughs> I, I always bring up this comparison for why I had issues with the Dunk on Country cartoon as a kid and why I would probably be a little bit warmer to it as a more well-reasoned adult. Uh, but I can't because I was introduced to it as a kid. You know, a lot of Lord of the Rings fans who are purist for uh, the, the, the works of Tolkien didn't like Peter Jackson's movies. And one of the things they didn't like was that, oh, they completely removed the character of Tom Bombadil. And Tom Bombadil is this character that uh, the Hobbits meet early on in Fellowship of the Ring. And he has nothing to do with the rest of the trilogy. In fact, it seems like a complete aberration of storytelling. And that might work in a series of prose novels that create one big interconnected story. And you, you, you know, you flesh out the world and the uh, annotations and uh, the appendices and, and stuff like that. But... For a movie, get that shit out of here. Tom Bombadil would just confuse things. And, and you know, they moved, like, where uh, Saruman died to the beginning of uh, Return of the King in, in Isengard rather than at the end in the Shire. And it works for the movies. And But you got the purists who hate it. And all, all I ask for Donkey Kong purists, whether they be more of the Nintendo inclination or the Rare inclination, is that this is not going to be the Bible for continuity or canon. This this is an adaptation that, yes, will influence the games to some degree, but we have no knowledge of how that's going to shake out. So for the time being, just enjoy it for what it is, which is a new take that's taking four decades worth of storytelling in a different medium and reapplying it to a major motion picture. I think it's going to be fun. And, and like just, just the little notions we've been able to devise from our analyzing of the trailer excites me like this new take on cranky Kong or funky Kong, maybe up to as a donkey Kong fan, I'm not looking for uh, an absolute recreation of what I have in the video games. Because guess what? I can play the video games anytime I want and get the my my purest form of Donkey Kong canon. This is going to be something else completely, and I'm excited to see what they do with it. Yeah, I it's a ride to enjoy no matter how things shake out. And I mean, like, 
look at all these Kongs. Come on. We, I, I got everything I need right here. So funny story, Cameron. <laughs> I was winding down for the night. Uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was Tuesday night around 8 p.m. The Idaho crew were about to uh, stream, which is, by the way, why we didn't do this till Wednesday, because every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, the Idaho crew stream on our Twitch channel. And it was a special episode because they had Jeff as a guest star. They're playing nuts and bolts. And I was like, well, I'm not going to bump the Idaho crew to do our live conversation on our Twitch channel. Besides, I want to sit with this a little bit. I'm tired. I, I had to do a news article. I had to handle social media. I had to absorb it all. It takes a lot out of you. So I'm going to make some dinner and call it a night. And I'm going to watch a little bit of the Idaho crew. So I tune in and Jeff was like, uh, Heil, did you hear the news? That, was, that wasn't Jeff so much as an old uh, like newsy. <laughs> uh, announcing that like we're at war with Europe. Uh, <laughs> hey, Heil, did you hear the news? Extra, extra, read all about it. I thought he was putting me on. I thought he was just joshing me as Jeff does. And I was like, what? What? And he was like, uh, Swanky Kong is in. <laughs> Swanky Kong is in the Super Mario Brothers movie. I was like, shut the fuck up, Jeff. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and because uh, because nobody talked about it in our Discord server, like I hadn't seen any mention of it, and just it just happened. But I guess uh, Jeff and the Idaho crew were talking about it as they were setting up because they were a couple minutes late setting up. I was like, "Wow, you're you're not on the ball tonight, gentlemen." So uh, yeah, around around eight p.m. Eastern time, uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie Twitter account. Uh, and I had to triple check to see if this was official because it's hard to tell these days. <laughs> they they revealed a new character poster for the Super Mario Brothers movie with a, a spot. It was a Donkey Kong character poster, and it was Donkey Kong holding a barrel, doing a little flexy flex with his right arm, uh, doing a little bit Dwayne Johnson, a little bit of a rock eyebrow raise. He's got, he's got a toothy grin, but it's not the toothy grin that we all hate. It's it's more of a smirk. Yeah. It's more of a yeah. I I don't hate DK with teeth on principle. I just want it to be a natural expression that he's making with them, and this is yeah, exactly. Like there, we are stigmatized a little bit, Cameron, because we at DK Vine uh, popularized the term term in the fandom toothy grin jackass. And they, we think, like, any depiction of Donkey Kong with teeth, we don't like. We like the gummy rare smile. And it's like, no, I like Donkey Kong with teeth well enough. I just want it to look natural. I don't want it to look like he got jokerized. And I, I think to <laughs> Mario Kart DS as the absolute bottom of the barrel, pun intended. Oh, it 100% is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but even Mario Kart 8, at times, you're just like... Tone it down, Donkey Kong. The, Mar the Mario Kart team just, I think, is probably the worst defender with this. <laughs> yeah, it but this this is fine, and, and he, like it, even the teeth, which are a little bit too white for a gorilla, uh, they're, they they still look like teeth. I can still recognize them as teeth, and not chiclets that he glued to his mouth as like a a prank, bro. I don't know. Uh, I I like this. You get a really good shot of his. Uh, bare chest in this and this is the first time i think i've ever 
thought or considered the possibility that Donkey Kong doesn't naturally have a hairless chest, that he waxes or shaves it? Because it it looks like he waxes or shaves in this movie. Uh, it, 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 it doesn't have a belly button. Doesn't have a belly button. I guess the belly button is covered with fur. It's it's a, like the fur covers more of his torso than we typically see. But... Yeah, and it almost looks like he, uh, you know how some skeevy people with chest hair, they, they shave a heart in their chest or something when, when it's time for sexy times? It's kind of like what it looks like here. It looks like Donkey Kong shaved a heart in his chest for sexy times. Sexy times being beating up Mario, which I guess would be sexy times for Cranky. Anyway, uh, yeah, it, you know, it's, it's a good poster, and I would like to sit here and talk about how Donkey Kong looks, but we've probably spent uh, 45 seconds in the last 24 hours talking about how Donkey Kong looks in this poster. And we've spent uh, 14 to 18 hours talking about some of the characters underneath his armpit. Yeah, so these are mostly in this crowd shot because he's got the whole like Coliseum behind him. Yeah. It's mostly, I think, generic crowd filler Kongs like what we see in the trailer. But Mostly. in one tiny corner, uh, there is a lineup of uh, very important <laughs> Kongs. It's the VIP section, too, because that's where God Emperor Cranky Kong is is seated. They're all sitting next to Cranky Kong. And uh, Cranky, of course, is dressed like he is in the trailer. So we know it's him. And we know, we know it. There's, there's no ambiguity there. It is Cranky Kong. And who is next to Cranky Kong? Well, well, uh, let's start with the least surprising and go from there. Diddy Kong is right next to Cranky Kong to his left. And Diddy uh, has a little bit of a tweak design himself. It's still more recognizably Diddy than not. I mean, it's clear that it's Diddy. Look, there's no question that this is it, supposed to be Diddy. It's, it's clear that this is Diddy, even though we're looking at like a tiny, heavily JPEG artifacted Diddy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had we had to blow this up and 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 ex- analyze this, but it's it's Diddy. He's got his red cap. He's got his uh, tank top, red shirt with the stars on it. It, but- it looks like his clothes are slightly different. Different, but not in a way that we can quite tell just yet. So we, we've analyzed this in a DK Vine inner circle, and I think the thinking is it's more of a jersey than it is his traditional tank top. Um, but it's hard to tell again because it, it seems to be uh, yeah. different, but it's hard to tell exactly what it's supposed to be conveying. We do know there are more, there, there's more yellow accenting on the edges of his shirt, like where where the shirt ends at at the bottom at the sleeves and at the collar there seems to be uh lines of yellow there to kind of fill it out a little bit more this uh this came up in a discussion i was having with the uh, friend uh, karate joey um do you think diddy's hat will have the nintendo logo on it i don't think so not for the movie, because Rare devised Diddy Kong in, in the whole sort of interconnected network of metadis, fourth wall breaking. These characters know their video game characters. And yes, it's later established that 
in universe, rare is a studio that sends an explorer to this archipelago to study everybody on these islands, and then they steal the ideas. But even within, like there, there's different levels of meta ness. I had this discussion earlier uh, in one of my chats, but uh, we we, uh, we we got these different levels of fourth wall breaking in the Donkey Kong games made by Rare and in the greater DKU made by Rare, but the characters know generally they're in video games. That's the whole jokiness of Cranky Kong, is Cranky Kong is bitter that this is where the Donkey Kong series went, and it went there without him. But I don't think the Nintendo logo would really make a whole lot of sense with the way they're portraying Kong society in this movie. So I think they may have like another yellow star on his hat. I don't know. We can't see it, but... yeah. Uh, speaking of characters with slightly different clothes, uh, immediately next to Diddy is Dixie. Yeah, and again, if you if you couldn't figure out this was Diddy, just by the context of it being clearly Diddy, seeing a pink parade monkey right next to him, you're like, oh my god, it's Diddy and Dixie! They're there together! Yay! Yeah, her outfit looks a little bit more different than even Diddy's, but we I can't tell what it is. Mm-hmm. Still, but it looks like there's like a blue shape in the middle, a blue, like a blue or white shape in the middle of it. I don't know if it's going to end up being like a brooch or like maybe a flower like is on Tiny's like overalls. I don't. And, and, and cartoon and cartoon. Dixie. I'm prepared to be totally wrong about this because this is a real Rorschach test kind of thing going to on. To me, it almost looks like Diddy's face is on her shirt, but I can't be reading that right. It, it, like you said, it's, it's a Rorschach test. And <laughs> most of the times when I look at an ink blot, I see Diddy Kong. So there you go. S- analyze me, people. I'm an open book. Yeah. Uh... I I like the way they've broken up Dixie's shirt. Like, she's not wearing, like, the tied-off shirt here. It seems to be similar to Diddy's, except pink yeah, with what, white accents on the bottom. Yeah, I can't tell what it is. I can only tell what it's not. But here's the thing, and we've discussed this before, Cameron. Dixie lost a lot when they took away the rare pin on her hat and when they took away her knee pads. Uh, I, I'm fine with the way she looks like in the buyout era, like post donkey conga two, I think is, is when they I think when, when King of swing happened is, is yeah, when King, we, King of swing was the first game to get rid of the knee pads. Yeah. Um, donkey Kong which, two, she's still wearing the, she, she still looks like she does. Yeah. Game yeah conga it. two is very much like, let's copy the rare model except for the rare pin. Yeah. So, and, I, like, I think that we didn't really see the change, like, cement itself in a 3D game until Super Sluggers. I, I, I've i always... Or, thought... um, or well, I, did, did Barrel Blast come first? Barrel Blast came first, my yeah. mistake. Yeah, um, it's fine. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think it was a change that made sense in King of Swing because everybody has tiny little legs in that game. Um, where, like, why would you bother drawing knee pads? Yeah, but it, it, I think her design got a little bit visually unbalanced when they kept that decision going forward. So I'm going to say something controversial here, Cameron. For for all of the hemming and hauling I did about Donkey Kong's new design, I from what I can tell, and again, these are blurry, blown up images uh, that that we we've poured over to the point where we have eye strain. 
I really like the way they look, Diddy and Dixie. And I would be fine if this is the way they looked in games going forward. I, I, I think, I don't know. They're more visually interesting. Yeah. I'll need to I'll need to see them at higher resolution than sub postage stamp. But um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I've always said I think Diddy looks better in yellow than he does red. I I love uh, his all yellow outfit. The, I, the important thing to me is like both characters, even at this size and this like obscured by artifacting, read perfectly. Like, yeah, that's a Diddy, and that's a Diddy as I know him. Yeah, that's that's great but yeah I, I i like that diddy has more yellow in in his clothes i like that dixie has something going on i i think white suits her yeah let's 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 try this on for size okay. will, will we even see them in the movie or is this just going to be the extent of it is it is it just in the crowds and put specifically in the poster but are we not actually going to interact with them or have them acknowledged in the movie that's a real possibility so we talked around it long enough, Kyle. No. I think it's time. Yeah, okay. You're, you're right. You're right. Let's talk about whether or not that's supposed to be Donkey Kong Jr. beneath Diddy and Dixie. <laughs> so th- this, is, this has been something that's good. So I, I shared this on Twitter and I said, oh, my God, it's blank Dixie and Diddy. And, and people were like, Cranky's right next to them. And I was like... Cranky was in the trailer. What are you talking? And, and then people are like, and Donkey Kong Jr. Donkey Kong Jr. is back. Cameron, do you think this is supposed to be Donkey Kong Jr.? This, I don't know. You've thrown me for a loop. I did not have this. This conversation completely threw me by. Are people saying that's Jr.? Yeah. I mean, some people. Some, some people are saying are they that. Talking about, are they talking about the the guy below Diddy who looks like like the applause plush of Donkey Kong? Yes. No, he'd have a J on his shirt. Why would he not? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So here, here's my thinking on it. I Like I've said before on the topic of Donkey Kong Jr., I do not think Nintendo is going to want anybody to approach the topic of Donkey Kong Jr. except in the context of, yeah, there was a game in the eighties called Young mm. Young Jr. and and we you know he he appeared in some things. Here is a retro sprite of Donkey Kong Jr. Don't uh, think about it. <laughs> um, so I think, yeah, as, as Sean's rightly putting in the chat, it's not even a it's not even a leotard. This is a shirt. Yeah, it, I mean it, it's 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 a design massaging aside. Like DK Jr. only has a few things that can identify him. Yeah, and this is not any of them. <laughs> It, I, I can see where people are, are jumping off from, uh, and I think there might be some visual inspiration from Donkey Kong Jr., but I don't think Donkey Kong Jr. is supposed to be this Kong. I don't think Donkey Kong Jr. is going to be in this movie. The only way Donkey Kong Jr. is going to be in this movie is if the modern Donkey Kong is indeed Donkey Kong Jr., and Nintendo's never going to answer that. So... Yeah, it's not Donkey Kong Jr. At least it's not explicit like Diddy, Dixie, and our mystery Kong that we're skirting around is. Uh, But also, to the left of this mystery Kong, I want to address the other plausible candidate for Kitty Kong. What do you think, Cameron? Do you think this big, beefy dude wearing blue, not, not a onesie, not pajamas, but it's very evocative of Kitty Kong, 
to some degree. Even the head he, looks. It looks, he looks like, more like he looks more like Chunky not wearing a hat to me. But I don't think it's either of them. I, I don't. I think if Kitty Kong is supposed to be referenced, it's the character. It's the little baby in the cart uh, on the Rainbow Road sequence. But I would say, hey, if we were ever to age up Kitty Kong and and have my brilliant billion dollar idea to have a game called Kitty's Kitties where Kitty is an adult and he just he just has a studio apartment full of cats. I think this is the design I would want to go with. As an adult Kitty Kong, this this is spot on to how I've mostly pictured it. Except maybe he would have a little beanie. Anyway, uh like maybe a propeller hat or something. I don't know. But <laughs> I I I really don't think that's supposed to be Kitty but again, they could have used some design influence because when you have to create 800 Kongs, you're you're going to have some overlap for sure. All right, though, that's that's not why we're here, though. We're not we're not here for not Kitty Kong, for not Donkey Kong Jr. We're not even here for Diddy and Dixie. The whole reason we did this episode was so we could talk about the Kong that is the most surprising inclusion in this poster. In this movie, in the year 2022, in the last 26 years even, it's Swanky Kong, everyone. Your old pal Swanky Kong has been referenced in the poster for a major, big-budget Hollywood animated CGI movie. Yeah, specifically um, wearing his, like, carnival barker checkered vest uh, and I mean, it, black it's, pants and when, when puffy, you look, puffy white shirt. When you look at all of the overlap for a lot of these uh, made-up Kongs, you've got, you got a lot of bucket hats, you've got a, a lot of, like, just, oh, this Kong is wearing uh, a shirt, and it's, this t- it's just the type of shirt. This is so specifically Swanky Kong, and the fact that he's right next to Dixie Kong I mean, and he's wearing his Donkey Kong Country 3 clothes. And he, he's, he's also doing this thing where, like, all the other uh, Kongs are cheering. They're cheering on Donkey Kong. And, and Swanky is almost doing a version of Donkey Kong's pose here. He's, he's, he's kind of flexing. He's got guys fist out. Like, he's, he's cheering, but he's, like, also, like, mimicking a fighting pose. Like, yeah. Yeah, Donkey Kong. Put him up. Um... I, I foresee like two roles. Like, do you think like Swanky is like going around taking sports bets on who's gonna who's gonna win the fights? I feel oh, like yeah. it's a Swanky Kong thing to do. Oh, for sure, for sure. Swanky Kong has a lot of money in this, and uh, I'd say the other thing you could do is announce for the fight. But like, I don't think he's gonna have that big a role in this no, movie. Obviously, Micro Buffer from off of Donkey Kong sixty four is gonna be doing that, Cameron. Oh, Swanky can hold Micro Buffer. Look, if if you think it's not possible that they would bring back Micro Buffer, I did not think it was possible they would bring back Swanky Kong for this up until 24 hours ago. Can, can we point out, too, he's got if, hair. He, he's got a full head of hair. Yeah, it's just like a merged design, like DKC3 look, except for he doesn't have the hat. Yeah, I, I think what they did was they took the bowler hat from Donkey Kong Country 3 
And they approximated that with this greasy toupee from Donkey Kong Country 2 uh, that's only on his in-game sprite. That's not on the renders, but he's clearly got a greasy toupee. Or we call it a greasy toupee just because Swanky Kong ordinarily appears without this full head of human hair uh, in the rest of the game. So I'm, I'm assuming this is a toupee because looking at some of the other uh, Kongs that, that seem to uh, present as male in, in this crowd... Um, they seem to follow the rare style of, um, like, male Kongs have just styled fur, and uh, female Kongs have inexplicably human hair. And Swanky Kong's always been the one to break that mold. I know, like, later games, like, Jungle Beat sort of sort of blurred that, but... Uh, he, and also, if you're old, you can do, like, Cranky and have inexplicable... Balding, like reverse balding. male pattern baldness. Yeah. I don't know what you'd call what he what he's got going on. Yeah, your your hair grows in, but it's only the crown, as if you were balding, but you you were never. Bald. But you still have hair all over the rest of your body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't think too much about it, Cameron. So yeah, I I I, I like the way Swanky looks. Like he he doesn't look as skeevy as I would like, but. It's Swanky Kong in a movie in 2022. Yeah, I'm not going to complain much about this. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't know, I'd say appearing like a cryptid in like a, <laughs> a death combat arena is pretty, <laughs> pretty suspicious. So I, I'm going to just predict that no Swanky Kong will have no role in this. This is just a little Easter egg for uh, the hardcore weirdos like us. Here's the thing, though. If Swanky Kong, because we're saying maybe Funky Kong will be voiced in this movie. And I, I threw out Keanu Reeves. Let's say Swanky Kong has a line. Who would voice him? Uh, what? I don't know what celebrity I'd get to play him. Like if it was if they, you were getting like a a cartoon voice actor, I'd say Jeff Bennett. But okay. uh, Will Arnett. I'm, I'm going to go with Will Arnett because Will Arnett has always been my fan casting for Swanky. And uh, I don't know. I, I see uh, the uh, Alco Dino Vinyl and Freezer in the chat are both suggesting Bob Odenkirk. And I think that could work, too. Yeah. Yeah. Bob, Bob Odenkirk would be fun. I mean, Bob, <laughs> yeah, there's a very Saul like energy to DKC2 Swanky. There, there's a lot of uh, like con men characters in the in the Donkey Kong franchise, like not not out and out con men, but people who could read as con men. Swanky Kong, uh, Barter Bear, Snide. You know, there's there's a lot of room for for actors like Bob Odenkirk and Will Arnett and and other uh, other people who are good at playing sleaze bags. Uh. Uh, Marco Space says, I know it's the joke answer, but Danny DeVito. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Just I don't care who he plays. Put Danny DeVito in this movie. Danny DeVito would have been a good pull for Cranky Kong, weirdly enough. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Even. Yeah, I can see him. Even just in live action, like just put him on a throne with that <laughs> upside down on his head. This is <laughs> which, yeah. Now, now I'm just picturing a hybrid between Frank Reynolds and Cranky Kong, and it somehow works, even though it shouldn't. I I don't know. <laughs> I am still bewildered that Swanky's in it, and and it, it shows a lot that the 
I, I had a string uh, of tweets, mastodons, and hives, whatever you call them, yesterday. The one that got the most traction out of all of them from this was the swanky one. Because, yeah, what? Like, it, it's one thing. Uh, Kitty Kong was trending at one point on Twitter yesterday because it was like, oh, my God, Kitty Kong. But my own personal metrics, it, it was swanky that, that moved the needle the furthest and i think that's just because of yeah it's surprising to see kitty kong in this it is unthinkable to see swanky kong in this swanky and chunky are the only two kongs who have never surfaced in new models since the buyout from from the original i i guess kitty too i i take that back kitty chunky and swanky are the only three who never got uh, redesigns post rare and uh yeah swanky's been referenced you know uh, we we did, we have had swanky references we we had his uh, sideshow tent in uh mario sluggers but we uh and and you know there's spirit battles and of course i'm not not counting that yeah we've but. seen images of swanky reappear but he hasn't made an in the flesh appearance i mean yeah stick spirits have an asterisk in that regard, but you know what I mean? Yes, yeah. It, it, I mean, I still count the spirits as an actual appearance, but it's not a new model. And uh, so to have a new model of Swanky Kong, after all of this time, it it feels so vindicating in, in a weird way. Like, not quite on the level of getting K. Rool in a Super Smash Brothers Ultimate or, or Banjo-Kazooie interacting with the Kongs in their reveal trailer. Like, that, th- those, were, those were huge moments, and they directly correlated to the games. This is a postage stamp size, as you said, cameo on a poster that we don't even know will be in the actual movie. But it's still Swanky Kong. In 2022, it's still a huge, huge deal. And at this point, I think once you get swanky in there, I think anything is on the table as far as character appearances goes. Like, no, we're not going to see all 14 brothers bear in this. But I think Chunky could definitely be in there somewhere. I think we'll probably see an animal buddy or two in the background somewhere. Why not? Uh, I, 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 I'm excited. I, I'm excited. So what, about the one casualty of the big war with Bowser can be Wrinkly Kong. Yeah, I, 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 like I said, I, I've had a lot of people come through this crowd and they, they point out like what seems to be an elderly gorilla and they're like, Wrinkly Kong. I'm like, that's not Wrinkly Kong. I, I, I think we have identified all of the Kongs that are supposed to be identifiable at this point. Doesn't mean that there won't be other appearances in the movie uh, in Funky's garage or whatever. But um, yeah, remember there, there was the a purported leak of the script of the Mario movie. And I, I don't know how yeah. accurate this is. I haven't. Yeah. I, I didn't read it cause I was operating under the assumption it might be real. Okay. Um, I, I haven't actually, the only thing I remember of it, is that there was a apparently a sequence um, with with a bunch of Kongs in the city sewer, which makes me think about my earlier theory and Jeff's theory. But um, I I could see um, more, more Kongs. We're definitely going to get more FaceTime with some of these characters, and and I could see yeah, Chunky or Lanky. 
a lot of people have been thirsting for Lanky in the last 24 hours. You see, I wouldn't think to see Swanky back before I see Lanky. And uh, oh yeah, that it's it's just shocking. Like you know, somebody in a high place remembered Swanky Kong exists. So that's. You know, we're 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 an odd sort. I mean, we're not that odd when when you stack us up next to other fandoms. We all really revere and venerate certain characters who never got a lot of appreciation and love in their time. Swanky Kong is one of them. We love Swanky Kong at DK Vine. The community loves Swanky Kong just because he's a fun character. And he just fell off the map after DKC3 and nobody has had the courage to bring him back and here we go it's swanky kong and swanky's dkc3 design for the most part which isn't my preferred i i I prefer him in the in the game show blazer but like i said it's swanky kong and he's back i'm not gonna hold up my nose and say not my swanky fuck that i'm going to run into that coliseum and hug the man myself because Mm. The way to look at it is like it's I'm game to see reference now, like undeniable references to DKC three. Yeah, that's well, that's the that's the positive spin on that. And I, I saw it, it referenced um, in, in the inner circle. I don't know if it was uh, ILDC who said this, but it we, we got all three eras of Donkey Kong for the most part. Like, if, you, if you if you can break it down in three eras, which I think it's a little bit more broad than that but you've got references to the arcade era you've got clear references to the rare era and you've got references to the retro era and i think that is actually going to be a just like a sort of a mosaic a sort of a patchwork quilt of what epd's donkey kong is going to be i think we're going to have a blending of all of the eras and there's not going to be like this hard divide anymore. It's it's just going to be Donkey Kong. When you look at the the new branded Donkey Kong merchandise, because if uh, if something was on the table for illumination, there's no way it's not on the table for EPD. Yeah. So Cameron, you know, like they, they just took the Jack specific toothy grin, jackass Donkey Kong figure that they released in the world of Nintendo line around the time of Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, and they just... Yeah, re- yes, yes, that the, the sleep paralysis demon, I'm familiar with it. Yeah, they just reissued it, and, of course, the world of the Nintendo line no longer exists. Jack Specific transitioned into just having a generic Super Mario line, but they brought back the Donkey Kong figure, and it has its own branded box. It's not in the Super Mario line, it's using Donkey Kong as the brand. And this is actually the same iconography we've seen in a couple others. They did this big plush DK barrel the other year, and it's got the same branding on its tag of it's, it's Donkey Kong, the Donkey Kong logo juxtaposed against a retro era jungle, the retro era Congo jungle. So I think that really epitomizes what Donkey Kong is going to be under EPD is it, it's mostly spinning out of rare and retro, but we're also going to reference the arcade era. We're, we're going to really give a warm embrace to everything. And you're going to see a lot of pools like this where stuff you wouldn't normally think to see, 
like rare era characters milling about in this very retro era, uh, era style coliseum, you're going to see stuff like that in the future of Donkey Kong. I think everything is suddenly on the table again, regardless of how Nintendo usually operates. I think they're really taking Donkey Kong seriously for the first time. And we saw bringing K. Rule back into Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. We see it now with the references here in this Illumination movie. I think there are a lot of very good reasons to be excited about all of this if you're a Donkey Kong fan. Of course, the frustrating thing is we have to look at it piecemeal. Like, ooh, we, we, we have to judge this. We have to judge the amusement park. We have to judge the fact that Donkey Kong is its own merchandise brand now, and it has its own creative uh, overseers at Nintendo for the first time. A- and all of this, and we still don't have a game announced, mm. but... Yeah, I mean, the big reaffirming thing will be to get a game and... There have been roadblocks to that, it seems. Yes, but if you look at all of these different pieces, I think it's just so readily obvious that, yes, a game is coming. Like, you wouldn't have all of this. You wouldn't have this level of investment in Donkey Kong if there wasn't a game to it. We we see all the smoke. We just have to find the fire at this point. Well, Cameron, this is normally the time where I would end it, and I didn't solicit calls for this because this was a live episode. We didn't really know how long it was going to be. People called in anyway. People just called in throughout the night, and and they called the DK Vine hotline, and they wanted to talk about it. Now, I I did get a call or two that was just people calling in and saying, hey, did you see the Mario movie trailer? And then they hung up, and I'm like, no, I missed it. There's going to be a Mario movie? (laughs) So we're not going to play all of the little calls, the little Aaron calls, because I think we probably addressed everything they wanted us to address in this episode. But we we did get two longer format calls that I wanted to play. Uh, maybe they will bring up stuff we haven't already addressed. Maybe not. I haven't actually listened to real, any of these, but let's go ahead and play them. And then we'll wrap things up and give our final thoughts before we fall on our face in this live format. All right, here we go with the first call. Kyle, Cameron, DK Vine family. Uh, just saw the Mario trailer, and um, I formed some thoughts on it. And, uh, man, I really, really enjoyed it. I'm really looking forward to the movie. Um, those are my general thoughts. Uh, but thinking more deeply in the Donkey Kong stuff, just want to say uh, how I feel a little bit about the elements I saw in there. Um yeah, I'm not really sure how to feel about it seeming like, you know, Donkey Kong Island might be, hopefully it's his own thing. It seems like it will be because there's a bunch of Kongs. There's like their own thing going on there. Um, so I'm not sure if it's like a separate dimension thing or whatever yet, but I guess that remains to be seen. Um, I, uh, at first I wasn't sure how to feel about the new design for DK, but, um, after seeing the still images they showed at the end, I'm a little bit more optimistic about it. Um, the only thing I would say is that I hope it is a movie thing and not a game thing. I feel like he, I feel like Donkey Kong's rare design is just too iconic and just too tied to the character at this point now for him to change it. Although, I will, I will say, either way, I actually like the new design, so it won't kill me or anything if it's a new one, but I would prefer they stick with the rare design for the, uh, for the, for new games going forward. Um, 
Oh, what else? Uh, Kraken Kong looks cool in his, um, his king or emperor outfit. Um, what else? I don't know, man. It was just really cool getting to see Donkey Kong in this actual trailer. Um, and I, uh, just really excited for the film. Uh, hope I didn't ramble too, too much, but, uh, we're looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say about it. And, uh, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. You guys have a great night and, uh, yeah, see you later. Well, thank you for the call. Yeah, I, I think everybody kind of likes Cranky Kong's design in this. I think for all of the debate we might have about the interpretation and about the new look for Donkey Kong in this, people love it, Cranky Kong. It's funny that, like, on paper, Cranky would have the most radical redesign of anybody here just because his clothes are completely different, but it's just so... Ag- like overwhelmingly acknowledged as true to the spirit of the character if not to the letter of it that everybody seems to be on board with it yeah you know if anything becomes canonized from this you know because again stuff does leak into the actual game canon from outside media we got the crystal coconuts uh in donkey Kong 64 and we're going to get stuff from this, but if, if anything specifically, if I can pinpoint anything from this trailer or the poster, besides, you know, the return of Swanky Kong as a vital, important character in Nintendo's canon, then I would love if, if Cranky's Garbiness is the traditional uh, ceremonial clothing for the uh, village chieftain, the jungle hero, however, however you want to define it based on what game uh, of Donkey Kong Island. Like th- this is what they wore back in antiquity and, and maybe cranky like breaks it out for special occasions or, and then maybe Donkey Kong does when he becomes, uh, he can he can keep this crown on his shelf next to the giant brain. <laughs> yeah, the the inexplicable giant brain in his lab. Yeah, whose brain is that? Is it is it wrinkly? Hopefully not. Um, but yeah, uh, I I think that if if we were to get Cranky Kong in a game like Mario Kart Tour. This is the type of variant I would want. God Emperor Cranky Kong. Like, uh, the second Cranky Kong character you can unlock or something. I don't know. I I want this in the game. Like, I don't want this to be Cranky Kong's default look. But every now and then, break out the rope. Yeah, the rope looks good. I don't think you... If he continues to be a playable character and things, the rope might get in the way. But if he's just going to be, like, hanging out casually, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you for the call. Let's play our second and last call, because, again, I'm not playing all of the five-second calls I got. <laughs> like, almost to 4 a.m. What the hell, people? All right, let's go. Let's play it. Hey, DK Vine, this is Greedy. I'm a long-time listener and a uh, first-time caller. I don't really use the forum too often, but I do remember... Uh, publicly embarrassing Heil with some Wario memes about the president of Nintendo and I don't know, something about golf or something. Anyway, that's not important. What is important is uh, today is the most important day in a long time for the DKU, huh? I mean, where do I start? There's a, there's a lot to talk about. There's characters making appearances who haven't made an appearance since I was a sperm in my dad's balls. There's 
fucking there's uh redesigns there there's the question of whether or not this movie is DKU or whether it's too early to say or whether it's out of the question or, you know blah 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 yada yada um I guess since I only have time for one phone call and a bunch of people are probably going to be calling in for this one I'll I'll uh, narrow it down to one question. So, like, has there always been this... I've always had this headcanon that Donkey Kong and um, Cranky and all of them are in this, like, royal king, emperor, like, leader, chief, chief executive officer, perhaps, the CEO of Kong. You know, a, a leadership position. Um, I don't know if that's true. Um, maybe it's not. Uh, but I'd like to hear what you guys think because this is a sure and interesting take, take on it. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen Cranky Kong sit in anything other than a rocking chair. I mean, I mean, he deserves it. You know, he's lived long, long enough to enjoy sitting back with a crown on his head watching his mortal enemy get the shit kicked out of him by his offspring, but I don't know, what what are your thoughts on this whole take are are like the Kong's royalty in DK Island? Do they do they own the island? Are they the rulers? Is it like a dynasty? The dynasty of Kong? Anyway, I'll leave you that one. Um Yeah. Uh looking forward to more from what I guess is now this Renaissance. Renic Kongs, maybe. Uh, I don't know. We're workshopping. Nothing was ever going to be as good as 2018. Oh, thank you for the call. I guess we're going to be talking about Cranky Kong some more. Uh, well, really quick. Everybody loves Cranky. Yeah. It, yeah and why not? As he sits <laughs> smugly next to Princess Peach eating a banana. I think that the games are pretty explicit about how it works. I mean, not like generally like the day-to-day governance of Donkey Kong Island, but it's clear that yes, it's, it's sort of a dynasty. Although the way it's portrayed in the, the movie here seems to have a lot more pomp and circumstance behind it it than it does in the games. It seems like a very casual dynasty if that makes sense in the games yes like like yeah they're the like quote-unquote like ruling body on dk island but like everybody's just living their lives yeah it's uh it's referred to in one of the smash brothers trophy descriptions as i've already used this terminology the village chieftain now, DK King of Swing has uh, the Jungle Jam tournament uh, to, to decide who gets to be the jungle hero. And I've always taken that in my own fan interpretation of that to be where Cranky Kong officially passes the torch to Donkey Kong. And Donkey Kong becomes the village chieftain, if you will. But even if you look at things Which like... Which gives some more stakes to K. Rule ruining it. Right. Even if you look at things like Donkey Konga 2, you actually get to visit the Hall of Records on Donkey Kong Island. And there are numerous statues of what is surmised to be the past 
proprietors or village chieftains of Donkey Kong Island, the Guardians, and they're all looking virtually identical to Donkey Kong, just just rows and rows of statues down the generations. So I think even the fact that it's called Donkey Kong Island suggests that Donkey Kong, it's a name, but it's also more of a title. Like, you are born into this one day. It's kind of like, uh, you know... Black Panther, you know, they have the big competition, but it's it's basically assumed that uh, T'Challa will uh, take the reins uh, and become king. And um, that, that's what happened to King of Swing in a similar way. But I think that, yeah, Cranky Kong was the one before Donkey Kong when he was Donkey Kong. And even though we, we say he's Donkey Kong Sr. and the modern Donkey Kong is either Jr. or the third, depending on how badly you want Junior to be a separate character. Uh, there's probably Donkey Kongs before that. And it just, it just, whether they're all the same family or not, probably, I don't know. But the, the, even the face on the island in the games might not be even young Cranky. It might be someone generations ago, like back during the era of the Tiki Tac tribe. But yeah, it's a lot more casual in the games. They, like I said, they just live in, tree houses and cabins and huts and 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 they're they're just kind of down there with the people there's no division really between donkey kong and cranky kong and their uh their subjects so um the 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 movie's going with this much more over the top portrayal of it which again is fine because it's a movie and they can do whatever they want and it's it's a fun take on it it still somehow seems very appropriate for cranky's character because i said cranky does live very humbly in the games but he is not a humble character so this just kind of seems like the video game version of cranky's greatest fantasy come to life so yeah this is him like slumped over his desk asleep and this is the dream bubble above his head yeah i mean who knows maybe we'll even get a meta reference where movie cranky references being video game cranky and and you know maybe we'll get a touch of that although that might be a bit much for the script but i mean Uh, i could see like a statue on the island of cranky in his prime Mm. and then like a cut down to how he looks now yeah uh for stay sale in the live chat says i still kind of want cranky to reference video game movie heroes or something yeah i mean i i don't know maybe like Maybe they'll be like uh, the minions and other illumination properties making a cameo and he can denigrate them or something. I I, I don't know. But um, yeah, it's kind of hard to do the full Cranky Kong character completely divorced from the context of video games. I mean, you saw the Donkey Kong Country cartoon do it. I, think, I thought actually Cranky was one of the characters I found the least offensive in the cartoon because he still felt recognizably cranky. In his own yeah, way. I mean, you can you can get ri- you can divorce the character from being the original Donkey Kong and his fourth wall breaking. And if he's still just a bitter old codger who actively antagonizes everybody, that's still very true to the spirit of Cranky. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But like I said, uh, I, I really, really dig Cranky Kong because it's not what any of us expected Cranky to be looking like and doing in this movie. And when we can be surprised like this, like, you know, uh, the night before the trailer, we, we thought we had the movie all figured out and we were we were completely wrong. So, yeah, surprises can be good. Surprises can be fun if 
if we, uh, you know, I, I never want to be the type of fan who walks into something and hates it because it didn't match my theories 100%. So many people turn on things just because that wasn't the movie they had in their head. I'm not saying you have to go into something and like it without any critical thought, but what passes for critical thought these days is, is often ridiculous in my mind. Uh, everybody wants a hot take. Everybody wants, uh, to, to, see your cinema sins and and they don't actually judge something on its own merits. So that's what I hope everybody does with this. Like I said, it's not going to be anybody's idealized take on Mario or Donkey Kong, but I think it's going to be fun. And I think it's going to only mean good things for the franchise because, hey, maybe Cranky Kong will be a household name after April. So that's that's going to be new. We got Swanky Kong back, sort of. That's amazing, and he could even come back in the games now. I mean, it's on the table. Everything is on the table at long last. So I think uh, there's plenty of reasons to be happy. What do you you say, Cameron? Yeah, uh, plenty of reasons to be happy. And, uh, you know, if you're not, you can still fall asleep to a 10-hour mix of DK beating the shit out of Mario. This has been... A file two production. Terrico.